up, everybody? Welcome to episode 529 of Python Radio. In this episode, we're talking about white lip pythons. That's right. Twi- twist pythons. my arm, man. Like, you know, <laughs> you're like, you're like, we got to do a white lip python episode. I'm like, no, I don't want to. And you're like, we have to. And there's a lot <laughs> yeah. of yelling and back and forth and came to blows, but you won out. So, I won. yep. Yep. We'll yeah, do a white they're, lip they're, show. They're, they're stunning pythons for sure. Um, I guess probably the thing that they're probably most well known for is their iridescence. Um, you know, Lisa took pictures of them the other day, man. And I think this is what started this like spark for me, right? I was like, wow, that is a cool snake. <laughs> you, you, you little Instagram girl. Like it was like, you yes. know, like, oh, it's Don't a rainbow snake. Like, oh, come on. <laughs> it, yes, it's um, um, they are definitely the prettiest, which is why it's like. Um, I think the one thing I say is people are like, we have to get a white lip to get the iridescence. Just go get a golden child retic and leave my white lips alone. Like just, you know, stay here. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, they have a reputation. Um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to go through that. Um, but I, I don't know, man, you know, the more and more I, I, I think pythons are, I think they're, I don't know. Don't you have a carpet that's evil? <laughs> I know I do. I've I have several. I have yeah, several carpets. Saying. I have several so carpets I don't this. trust. Yeah. With the white lips you've worked mm-hmm. with uh, you've worked with how many? Several. With, several. several. I have right? okay. we, we just talked. We we just we just counted. Yes. Well, the golds. <laughs> yeah. Well, um we just counted because I now have six gold phase white lips. Um right. And then and that's those are just the ones I'm keeping because I have other gold yes. white lips that I produce that, that need to get the hell out of here. So, um, yes, but that, oh, so, um, so you are going to be selling some of them. Oh yeah. I have, I have, um, okay. all right. yeah, I thought you were keeping it all. Nah, man, this, them all. Okay. Did, what happened, what happened today was the final thing that needed to happen before we start listing them for sale. So, um, when they were hatched, I talked to a couple of people who, you know, had stuff that I wanted, or had stuff right. or, or also had white lips. So um obviously the first thing is Lisa and I swapped white lips. Um she had right. black um babies and I had gold babies. So we swapped, um, which now I have two of Lisa's um black face white lips. Um the female is a shade from hell who is just I keep feeding her hoping she's she's gonna calm down, but she just gets bigger. Um but the male is actually really sweet. So I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. It's a, you got to flip a coin with that attitude with them. But um, <laughs> with Ryan, I talked with him because he and I wanted to swap golds because my female is a wild-caught female. So that was new okay. blood that he didn't have in his group. So he yeah. wanted it. Ideally, it would have been better if my wild-caught male had bred with my female, but he needs more time. So right. uh, it was a captive born and bred boy that did produce my clutch, um, but it's still new blood. So um, I do have them listed on the website if somebody's brave enough to go over there and do it. Um, <laughs> what I like to do is I will put things on the website, and then I'll leave them up there, and then I will start putting stuff on Morph Market because then I – avoid the people it's almost like giving right. people who are following me or paying attention a crack at it like somebody bought a rhino rat snake from me yesterday okay i have not listed them anywhere else but my website so this dude tracked me down went to my website said hey i need a, i want a rhino rat snake 
here's money. And I'm like, okay, uh, that's awesome. You found me, you get snake. Like, right, I don't have to deal with snake. people being like dollar sign, dollar sign reptile. Like it. No. Okay. So, yeah. So here's, here's my question, right? Yeah. Honestly, we're going to, we're going to get into it or whatever. So the reason that I wanted to do this too, is because Owen's, he bred them last year, last season. Yes. And we haven't like really done a deep dive into talking about his approach. I, it's taken him close to eight years to breed them. So he's worked with a, so many. I remember just all the different phases. You've had them. You mm. haven't had them. You had them again. You ha didn't have them. You had them. Yep. You had them. You know, blah, blah, blah. I will and, never and so, not have them again. I I refuse to be that person again. Like, no. Yeah. This is what we were talking about before the show, right? right, I, I, right. I'm sort of like, I'm trying to find... Uh, I'm trying to find, you know, the, this, the space that makes me happiest. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, it's, it's always been, and always has been Python. What does that mean for me? Does that mean, you know, I'm telling Owen, do I cut down the carpets that I have so I can work with a couple other species? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to let it play out slow and steady. I'm, I'm redoing my room now. Um, you know, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I have like I was no no, and I have so many coastal carpets. Like it's crazy that I have more coastal carpets than pop carpets or anything. And I'd love to keep them close if I do uh, move them on or whatever because they're all striped stuff. So you know, you know, when it might be going to Owens, but who knows? Maybe you know. Will I ever turn down collections at some point? Let's listen. The, Will <laughs> I ever turn down a a coastal? And now you're like a stretch coastal. No. I'm like, stop selling. I'm already coming. Like it's yeah. like like I'm gonna come over with a box. Just put whatever's in there. I'll deal with it when I get home. It's fine. See, this is the thing. Uh, I've since I've been able to digitize all my books on Python. So I was telling oh, and I'm like deep diving into these books that have been sitting on my shelf that like I've read as reference or looked things up, but I've never like really like deep dived into all these things. Ooh. Anyway, I'm wondering if the reputation that white lips have is just like any other Python because there's only been a few people that have bred them. I mean, I think of you, we got Lisa. We got Ryan. We got Will William Philippak. I know there's other people that have read them. Yes. I, I I know that that's the case. But they're the people that just sort of stand. Wait, who who are you waving at? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a white lip. Yeah, it's a white lip. I was. I, I, I thought I, you were I, waving I, a wand or something. No, I was like, like you know, it's a, oh, I I realized very quickly that that female I just picked up from FedEx is still sitting in front of me when her case is set up over here. So. Right. I'm like, okay, well, let, I guess we'll check out. How's your attitude? What's what the good thing about white for lips? The, yeah. <laughs> for the white lip episode. Yeah. Um, so we're going to take a deep dive into the species. Uh, we're going to hit on the natural history and all that kind of stuff. And then we're going to sort of pick Owen's brain about how he keeps them and um, how he sort of, uh, you know, breeds them and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, and I'm curious if there's some questions that I had about the difference between the Northerns and the Southerns, right? Um, one is black, one is gold. There we go. Correct. That's See, I we prefer, finished. I prefer the golds. I know uh, the blacks are more popular, right? Well, I it, the problem is that the the allure to a white lip is like we've talked about is the iridescence. Yes. And the iridescence coming off of a black face white lip, it looks like an oil slick during down its entire freaking body. Yes. And people somehow seem to put that a little on a little bit of a higher pedestal than the golds. Also, people used to say that the blacks got 
bigger than the golds. I think golds are just usually a slimmer species, kind of used more along the lines of like coming through tree branches. Um, but I think people get, first off, I think people get the white lips too fat, too big across the board. I've right. seen ginormous golds. I've seen right. fat golds, fat black face, whole thing. So, um, but people tend to put more stock in the black face white lip. There are some killer freaking gold white, white lip out there that are gold from the neck down. It's nuts. Yeah. And hit that in the sun. You have an oil slick, <laughs> slick that is somehow golden. Like, yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, a couple other housekeeping things before we move on. We haven't mm-hmm. said it in a while, but uh, Carpet Fest, Northeast Carpet Fest, August 12th at my, oh my place. Oh, my God. You did it without being reminded. I'm so uh, yes. proud. <laughs> noon to midnight we have a cutoff time yes yep, um yep. and uh obviously you know the uh rules that apply no animals snakes lizards of course owen said monkeys and cassowaries none <laughs> none 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 there is not a single animal yes or single thing on the list that is an exception unless you are blind and need a seeing eye dog like there is nothing i don't yeah. care <laughs> I exactly. don't care. I don't care if this is your only chance to meet up with this person to avoid shipping. Do that at the hotel room. No animals at Eric's. I will ask you to leave. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So will I. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, next week we'll be off because I'm headed to Utah, which is kind of like uh, I've been cramming, trying to get everything crammed in. So I'm leaving the Utah for some herping with Rob, Justin, Nipper, and Dustin. So that uh, how be- much how much Simpsons have you watched to go out there? Oh, yeah, I know. Not enough. Right. Not, enough. Yeah, okay. not enough. I, I am nowhere near the level of your Simpsons yeah, quotes. No. It's I, not going to be good. <laughs> Rob and Justin will be very disappointed. I, they will, they, as they should be. Yes. Um, <sighs> one other thing I always like to throw out uh, podcasts that I stumble across. Um, there's a, if you're into retics or have any idea of like, want to know about retics, the retic lounge, it's, it's a pretty cool podcast. It's kind of similar to what we do with, morelia and whatnot but they do it with retics um yeah yes. so anybody retic- can show up at carpet fest we just ask that you bring food or drink i don't care if you stop at a store nearby and grab a case of soda or i don't know a pre <laughs> a pre-made pie i don't give a shit but bring something because it is kind of like a pot luck kind of a deal but don't bring an animal now <laughs> if that animal is dead like if you bring a whole roasted pig I, i'll allow it yes but you know if you bring a live pig with the exception with wanting us to roast it, I will be disappointed because I don't think we want to do that in the middle of Eric's backyard. <laughs> no. So, yeah. No. No. Oh, man. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so that's Carbon Fest. Uh, there's also the Southern Carbon Fest, which I want to say is in October. Mm. I'm not 100% what the date is, but I'll, I'll get that. But just uh, look up Southern Carpet Fest on uh, Facebook and you'll find it. Right. Let's get in the white lips. So, currently... Um, white lip pythons are broken up into five species, but in the hobby, we really only have two, right? So you got the northern white lip, which is Leo and their Leo python. I I know, you know, it's funny when I was looking into this, right? They've been Moralia, they've Mm -hmm. been Liasis, they've Mm been Bothrochillus, and Mm -hmm. they've been um, Leo python. (laughs) I, I, I. And this is and this is the problem is that when you start getting into this stuff, you're like, well, I prefer this. It's like, well, what does the science tell us? Don't know. So <laughs> I, I prefer Bothrachillus because 
that makes the most sense to my uneducated brain is because they and and rings seem to like fit right in together. I would agree with that. Right. Having had both of them. Yes. My question, though, is did rings become before white lips or did white lips come before rings? Right. So the, the problem is, I think that one point, well, I think because the way nomenclature and that kind of crap works. Right. Bothochilis was out like was there before leo python so everything would revert back to the first bothrachilla so even um, if evolutionary evo from an evolutionary, like from an evolutionary standpoint, standpoint even the then, yeah. rings came first it's it's or when like if the it's ring when pythons they were described were and they were branched off right right but it's when it's when they were described okay. so if the first description with bothrachillus happened before any description of leo python it drops down it's like why every time like some people are like, I don't like this name. Well, too fucking bad. It was the first one that was deemed. So like, that's where it goes down to. So, um, I, I prefer that. That seems stupid. I don't know. <laughs> All of nomenclature is stupid. So oh. I prefer Bothrachillus. Okay. Because it just seems to click in my brain. And like you're saying, like very having, similar. Yeah. Having had rings and white lips before. Yes. And I can tell you right now, having rings and white lips living right next to each other downstairs in my basement they're very similar it just yeah, the rings just have smaller heads <laughs> head structures the same they have the iridescence the body snout. structures the same yep. Yep. i think i think the ring pythons to me at least but i i had younger ones but their mm. heads seem flatter to me their ring pythons heads do not get the definition that you have with a white lip head white lips and this is how you can always tell a fat white lip it should be you should see the end of the head where their where their muscles of their head curve back and then there should be like the rest of their body if it looks just like a cardboard tube with a mouth you've gotten it too fat like and that's the problem is that people bulk them up because you're expecting the same kind of body structure as a burmese python right. or a ring or a retic and right. there should be some and of course we could say that there should be some separation with freaking heads of heads and necks of those species but um people kind of tend to feed them heavy and mm -hmm. there should definitely be a definition ring pythons though seem to almost be like blood pythons they're they can get stocky and they can get stocky fast and there's very little definition between their head and neck um and it does seem flatter and it's smaller right so so apparently, oh god damn it! <laughs> I didn't have this paper, but uh, Lisa was saying that um, there's a recent paper by Daniel Natouche where he lumped them all into two species: the North and the South. Now, Daniel, by definition, is a lumper, right? So I don't know if that comes into play. But it's just, uh, I, don't... I mean, all that stuff always comes into play because that's always the discussion: is that somebody puts something out. And it throws a whole wrench in the work. And yeah. until somebody sits down and does kind of like what um, Fred Parker eye? What the hell? So the Fred <laughs> Parker eye one was the – oh, man. Is uh, that the gold or the black, Lisa? Well, that would be the um, – so the Albertese is, gold. Um, is, the, be gold. is the northern. Yeah, right. so that's the gold. Right. right. The southern used to be – Horace um, eye. Horsa. No, no, it was uh Leo Python um uh Mer uh what is it? Mirandonal uh what the hell was it? 
Marie de Dolos or something like that. Okay. Anyway, <clears throat> there's a couple other ones. This was in the uh, Barker's book where they had the uh, Pythons of the World, Volume 3. Right. They talked about the Bioc White Lip, Biocensis. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, Thank there's you. no live specimens. Um, and they haven't been exported from Bioc. So they're unknown to the hobby. Um, it's just a few uh, museum specimens that. Um, but does that. I, I I hate I hate classifying species based off of what we found floating in a jar from like the 1800s or something like that <laughs> in the basement of a museum. Like I I hate that because yeah. for all you know that that species is gone. Like I don't know. There's the the Frederick Parker eye from the Barkers was the uh, it was the Karamua Basin white lip python and then right. the Huan. Um, Peninsula, Peninsula. white-lip python is the uh, Huonensis. All those species are basically jarred specimens. There's no... Okay. Um, I know that at one point when I was coming up, the Alberts was gold and uh, Ho Ho Horsa... Horse was Hoser. black. Hoser. <laughs> it was because of him. Ah! Yes, it was because of him, and everyone was mad. So, um, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm happy anyway. I'm happy anyway. So, um, so I don't like I, off a of scale counts either. Like I don't because again, Owen doesn't, Owen doesn't follow science. He just throws shit at the wall. No, I just whatever sticks jello. is what no, I like. No, the problem is is that. I don't like it's a great place to start going yeah. to the labs. Finding the jarred specimens is an excellent place to start. But then I feel like you need to confirm your theory by getting the fuck out to the bush and finding the goddamn thing. Like otherwise you have one thing floating in a jar. Go get me two from the wild. Prove it's here. Prove it's yeah. a thing. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess for, for, for the sake of this conversation, we're gonna <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that's right Justin. whatever <laughs> makes you feel better <laughs> yeah so. um <clears throat> uh, for the sake of this conversation there's northerns and there's southerns right so that's that's what whenever there's uh, and i know there's some importer that said that they were having biak black biak white lips whenever there's a paper that comes out or a book or something like that a lot of times people and it might not be the people who are importing it it might be honestly the people who are collecting the animals toss it out there it's like well now you want this like how many times have we seen hmm. highland scrubs or oxable scrubs change name does that importer that's in florida have the last name that sounds like shitoxky <laughs> <laughs> If that's the case, I call bullshit. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure about that one. I don't I, know. I, I don't. Well, I mean, according to the Barkers, which I would go by is uh, is pretty uh, knowledgeable when it comes to uh, pythons. Um, they the, say that um, nothing from Bioc came in, but you never know. What the, what yeah. was that one island locality that was? It's a blackface white lip, Tamika. That was something else where it's like these are Tamika Island white lips. They're different. Well, Tamika's in Papua New Guinea, isn't it? Right. Yeah. So it's like, but these are different than all other blackface white lips. Who told you that? No one knows. No well, one knows. So let me ask this question. When it comes to white lips, right? If you're starting a breeding project, right? Yeah. Obviously, there's not a lot of 
Um, there's not a lot of captive born and bred that come around, you know, a few clutches yeah. a year, I would say probably. Right. You know, right. maybe what a handful, maybe four uh, or five year, clutches la- a year. Last year was weird. A lot of people seem to be getting white lips last year. Mm-hmm. Um, which sometimes it might just be as if it's the right kind of weather conditions with that, but you're very limited to let's say three major breeders a year. And then you have some outliers who are just passionate about the project or a newcomer who gets, you know, who just starts breeding. So I think your assessment of maximum five or six a year, and that's on a good year and is what you got to deal with. Yeah. So when you is, well, obviously like you and Ryan, right. Um, You and Lisa have exchanged babies to sort of keep the, gene pool the somewhat unrelated right well the good thing about white lips is is that there still are wild caught animals coming in yeah so um i have two i have a pair of wild caughts mm-hmm. and then i have an older captive born and bred male and then i have all the captive born and bred babies between me and ryan um there is also mo- room to move but you know they've been threatening to close down indo for eons so yeah I don't want to get caught with my hand in that cookie jar because it would be it would potentially be a problem. Um, there it's not really that much as far as like a morph chasing thing going on. So you don't have to really mm-hmm. worry about too much. There is one gold white lip morph, which is the T positive albino. And there was <laughs> is that the red one? No, no, that's no, 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 that's a, no. The red well, like they used. They used a, a gold white lip to dip it into red and do all that stuff. Um, but I would say that the um, the red white lip is something they're still trying to figure out. So okay. there is definitely a red, a white lip with a red color face on it. Um, no idea what kind of locality it is. I have no idea what's going on. Um, I know of a few so, people. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I know of one person that's really working with it. Um, and I've heard whispers of it popping up other places, but I haven't seen anything like physical or anything beyond that. So I would think that the there's not a push for there are. We've had this discussion, Lisa. <laughs> I would I, I would say that there's not a push for the individual localities because they all kind of look the same. No. Right. I mean, it. the problem is you fall into two camps. You fall right. into gold, you fall into black. Those are your, th- that's what you want. Right. If you want them, cool. If you don't, if you want the gold ones, you want the gold ones, you want the black ones, you want the black ones, you want them both, you're fine. Um, you can have them both, but it's never the, I, I mean, I almost, you almost want to go back in time to when there was mass exportation of gold face white lips, because if you look at golds, there are, differences in white around the eyes there are differences with white around the lips you can kind of see how the gold changes and it almost breaks it down it's like did we just take all these localities of gold white lip and just kind of mash them all together and no one's done the work or now we're too far gone to try to figure stuff out so yeah i I think i think i think though like if you look at other other species right from papua new guinea right let's just take or indonesia right there right you have the species that typically have the same phenotype, you don't really see a whole lot of people talking about like 
their locality, whatever it would be, yep. right? Um, but then you look at a species like if you're talking about green trees or if you're talking about scrub pythons, where the right. phenotype is drastically different from north to south. Right, um, right. You know, you know, even some of the islands that are around Indonesia, um, you know, a biak and a roo. I mean, if you've never seen those two in your hand of a green tree, they're completely different, obviously. Right. Um, so I would think that it would... I, I guess why I'm saying this is I think why maybe that, you know, scrub python keepers, right, um, mm -hmm. kind of fall into this same kind of boat, like where they want, uh, um, what would it be, uh, a more challenging species to breed, mm -hmm. um, maybe not necessarily more challenging to keep, but definitely to breed and, um, you know, uh, trying to figure them out and establish them in captivity. <clears throat> Whereas you want to make sure that you're at least sort of getting those localities. I mean, just think of the Jayapur scrubs as opposed to the southern scrubs. You know right. what I mean? It's like DNA work across the range. Oh, okay. All oh, right. Cool. All right. Touche. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not but, poo and but Daniel did he, the douche at all. I love but the guy. Did he great. DNA did he DNA the pickled specimens that are hanging out in jars? <laughs> yeah. The the BI. That's what I want to know. I want to know if he if he <laughs> so, if he'd somehow got like the DNA out of that crusty, crusty pickle that we decided to was a new species, but yeah, that's got to suck if you're trying to click off all the uh, pythons to breed and you can't get those certain ones. Listen, <laughs> it's like, I'm listen, so the, close. The problem is, is that when when you're trying to tick off pythons to breed or pythons to keep, they keep moving the goalposts either yes. forward or backward. <laughs> yeah, like I think if I hadn't bred my Brisbane's last year i yeah. would have been like down a species of python <laughs> because yes. jungles and coastals got smashed together and i'm like oh no oh no wait i did get mcdowley and chennai i'm good like it's like okay whoo like it was <laughs> it was one of those things so um yeah so for the northerns um the yes. males are typically smaller than the females um <laughs> Except at Owen's house. Yes, <laughs> like, of, course. <laughs> of course. So you got. So I got my. I got my captive-born pair. Are they difficult from, to sex? Let's start with that. No, I mean I pop the baby. pretty easy. Okay. Yeah, I mean they they pop. They they're grow. not like short tail pythons, right? No, no, Where they're they not like extra. <laughs> I mean, let's put it this way: I was I I popped them all right out of the egg, um, as I do with other pythons, and it was obvious, but there was also bloodshed because you know. It's a baby python. It doesn't appreciate what you're doing to it. Um, well, yeah. Good I mean, Lord, yeah. Man. It's fine. Um, There's more bloodshed, I bet, though, from, I, I, from I, short tails. I almost <laughs> guarantee it. Lips. Yeah. Yes. So. Holy shit, them little fuckers. <laughs> they're horrible. Yeah, man. They, they bite the shit out of you when you're yeah. trying to, uh, to do it. Um, okay, so your experience is the males are not smaller. In the northern. So the problem is, is that just that Owen made a mistake years ago. No, and he it's did just not. Like no, okay. he did not. So I got my pair of adults um from Dennis McNamara. Um, and they came rather large. They've they've been traded from a couple of hands and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm gonna get these to breed, even though everybody else who is all really good snake keepers and herpers, in my opinion, have not. This was problem number one. So the female was huge um talking maybe seven foot and she was girthy so it was not 
anything that could be like i mean i tried to slim her down she had some uh spinal issue and she eventually passed so i had the male and having a larger than he's supposed to be adult lone male uh-huh. he never saw food like i would feed him periodically and be nothing but bird so he slimmed down to mm-hmm. the point where i actually really wanted him to be that way uh and then i got my female and she was all of about maybe five foot when i got her mm-hmm. and she has put on maybe another she's put on weight but i don't think she's gotten really any longer she seems okay. much smaller and they bred fine okay so so <laughs> Lisa must have like updated information. Maybe Lisa's I have old information. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't necessarily so according, see it. Yeah. According to the Barkers, I don't know. That's just what they said that males are typically smaller. But according think, to, but to Lisa, that she's saying there's no sexual dimorphism in the wild. Well, I don't think there's sexual dimorphism between carpets. It just it happens Dude, to work out that way. Did you you know imbricata is like the sexual dimorphism in imbricata is is i think it's the most Im- in any vertebrate imbricata doesn't count as carpet python <laughs> okay okay okay, right. okay. okay. <laughs> well no that's not true either because typically in the ones that combat the males are bigger yeah in carpets yeah well that, that's or sexual the dimorphism that no wait, you mean the ones that win no 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 no. what i'm saying is is that the typically the carpet pythons where the males are bigger will combat than the females okay right? okay combat okay the ones where the f- males and females there is no sexual dimorphism then they typically do not but there is sexual there is no sexual dimorphism in some carpets in some yeah there you go we're good so, um, <clears throat> yeah, so, um, and I would say that the, 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 from what I've read that, uh, the maximum, there is no maximum length published, which is kind of yeah. good, but they're probably what, seven, eight feet. Adults not, again, not even like, no? I don't, um, five to seven feet. Yeah. It's I, a medium sized Python. Carpet yeah. Python size, I, would, right? I, I would be comfortable with five to seven. Yeah. I mean, and that's. Seven, I think, is on the high end. You should never want your guys to get that big. You got to understand, these are slim body, tree dwelling, moving all the time. Like, these are not fat ground body pythons. You know, just because a couple got huge because they found a good spot to eat and got photographed doesn't mean that your blackface white lip needs to be eight feet long. Like, it's right. Yeah. Um, I oh, shit, I just lost my train. I thought I was going to say, you're saying, um, the the size wise, mm. yeah, seven feet. Okay, and then there's no difference between the northerns and the southerns, right? They're about the same size, right? I there was always the push of that, and people will say this that like, oh, you got the larger white lip, mm-hmm. or I heard you got the you got the cheap white lip. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> what's that? The golds? Golds are the cheap ones. Yeah, that's mean. Um, so I feel that I have, I think. Black phases are stockier, if that makes more sense. Um, yep, yep. William and I had that conversation too. He's um, he and I are pretty much on the same page when it comes to that kind of stuff. So he's yeah, okay, yeah. Gotcha. It, slimmer is not bad. Smaller is not bad. It's obviously check out your stuff. But what I like to do is so my my female eats medium rats uh-huh. year round, uh-huh. but when she warms up she gets a large rat. Uh 
Right. She can take the large rat. It is a big meal for her, and she's usually laid out for a couple days. Right. But it is not going to kill her. <laughs> like she can't, she can take a large rat. Now, some people would be like, well, she took a large rat. Now all she will get is large rats. Like that is stupid because right. then she gets too big. So um, I have my two blackface white lips, and they seem thicker and heavier than the golds uh-huh. if that makes any sense and if it is it's by like the slimmest of margins kind of a deal um but if i remember correctly the adults sort of seemed to me body wise that they were very sort of similar to like a boa constrictor like just yeah. strength wise not, yeah, not mean, like i know i know boas are bigger right? southerns definitely southerns definitely but they just have... seem like i don't know when i when i saw them at your place it just gave me the feeling that they were like, I, I've only dealt with young ones. Right. But never like, yep. you know, it, uh, the, the, <laughs> that's, that's I mean, a good one. William. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a hundred percent because it's like, um, I can tell right now because my, my, males bigger and my females kind of i'm like i'm terrified of when these little guys start growing up and i'm like i don't know which one you are so we may have to go back to the uh the only way i can tell my black face is apart is because my female um is a wild caught and she has a scar right here mm. on her lip so it's a little fucked up and i'm like there you are funny face like so it's like yeah but gotcha uh, i would uh, feel like they're, they're they seem stockier like a boa Whereas golds kind of almost seem like you want something that would be at home in a treetop, almost like a thinner carpet python. Gotcha. So you have a boa body and then you have a carpet python body. Gotcha. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, the thing I really dig about them is just that they got those. Uh, this is what I like about poplins. This is what I like about bolins is mm. the, the, the pits. The, yep. with the labial scales right yeah they sort of have that black that goes in between the white looks like mm -hmm. piano keys type of deal yes and um, there's something about that that's like so uh primitive looking you know what i mean like if it like you could see people uh you know like painting that on their face yep. type of deal you know it was it, it's always cool because so i got the black face white lip boy from lisa uh -huh. a couple weeks ago and he's normally the white kind of goes on the lips and then it follows down and it becomes like the belly. Right. His white on one side, like bleeds up almost onto his neck. And I'm like, this is the weirdest shit I've ever seen. I'm like, yeah. like <laughs> I'm like, why is nice. he so odd? Like, and that was, I'm like, all right, I absolutely love him, but it was just so some it, it's because they have such uniformity when something's weird, it just sticks out so hard, whether it be like yeah. three white scales near the eyes on a gold instead of like one or something like that. It just really messes with you. Or when you have that gold phase that when it sheds is gold, because normally the gold creeps up the sides and kind of stops. If it goes all the way around and it's just gold, I, I have had several white lips, gold white lips that were gold from the neck down. It looks like they had a it almost looks like you took the black head and stuck it on a different snake's body. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that I, you know, so I was sort of like looking through Ryan Jung's stuff yep. and seeing what he had. And one of the things that I felt that thought was really interesting was the, the difference between the two, like uh, this, uh, the babies, right? Let me just, mm -hmm. um, so you have ones where they hatched out with the rings, 
like those little tiny yes. bands or whatever. Um, yep. Which I thought was really cool. And then baby, baby he, golds have spots. And then people don't he realize has that. baby golds that didn't. Right. Which you can still kind of see them. A little bit. Yeah. Like yep. on the, on the, on the, yep. uh, people don't, and but people understand this. Like, like right so they in get a, here. Yeah. So they get a small gold face white lip from, uh, a dealer's table and they're like oh. it's a baby i'm like no that's two years old like you know or it's a year old because golds lose their spots within their first year but some of them retain them for a little for a while so it's like the color change you see in a carpet python when it's born yeah. you don't normally see all the color on it until it's about a year old same thing with a gold face white lip yeah black face <laughs> white lips just look like black face white lips just smaller yeah so the um that was one of the things that ryan had pointed out mm. on one of the posts that he made that he sees people um have mislabeled white let pythons you know because yeah they say this is a gold this is this is a, all this is a black. the goddamn time because yeah. first again we go back to the cheap white lip people have always put the golds as being cheaper and i right. guess maybe because they were easily accessible or easier to export or something like that so um so the northerns are are, are bigger they're hatch bigger correct no northerns are well well i don't know to what he wrote right this is what he said the northerns are, hatch are nearly half uh the bulk of a similar size northern so the southern babies are half of a similar size northern babies that is actually quite easy to recognize so um, I was going to share this real quick. So Northerns are bigger. That's weird. I would have gone the other way with that one. Well, you know, mm. you can see it in this picture. So the Southern is on the left. Yep. And, and even it though it's about the same length, um, the Northern is on the right. Um, and it's darker. It's <laughs> so weird. Yeah, but you can like, like I'm looking at it. And I can still see the remnants of the spots on the northern. Yeah, but it's so much bulkier. I I yeah. guess what I'm thinking, like because of the southerns, is probably what I'm thinking of when it comes to that thick, heavy body or whatever. Southerns have that thick, heavy body, in my opinion. Yeah, you can so, see it. Like yeah. So let's look at them. Wow, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So yeah, they're 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 found. Um, so basically when we say Northerns and Southerns, I'll, I'll share this real quick. That's mm. for people that, um, maybe, um, don't, haven't heard us talk about this before, but basically there's a mountain range that goes right down the middle of mm -hmm. Papua New Guinea. Anything on the North end of that is considered Northerns, just like you have with scrubs, just like you have with green trees, uh, carpets, not so much. Um, Bolin sort of sit at the top of that mountain range. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, there was talk of carpet pythons up in the north, but I think that that's kind of been debunked that there's nothing up out there. But, I, dude, I can't imagine. Can you imagine if they stumbled upon another species of python that's never been found? Because there's a lot of Papua New Guinea that I mean, Lord, I mean, or like, you know, we're talking about all these different species, like how many were or still are on these little outlying islands that just haven't been looked at. 
So Timothy was saying he thinks the Southern, I'm just going by what he wrote. This is what he yeah, wrote. No, Ryan Southern wrote Southern is on the left. Yeah. <laughs> he wrote it. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go with it. Ryan. Yeah. I'm going with Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, so this is sort of the area of the, where the distribution of the Northerns and then the Southerns, obviously, like I said, on the other side of that. Where's Bismarck in this? Like, because where would the rings be on this? Over here. Yeah. Right here, see the Bismarck Sea. They're all in this New Britain, New Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, they're not related at all. It's almost like they're right. The yeah, not Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, let's get rid of that. Uh, stop sharing. So, <clears throat> um, I'm gonna throw something at Crystal Emmy's head later. I haven't decided what yet or how heavy it's gonna be, but. <laughs> <laughs> No, very no. nice. No. Um, okay. Uh, we talked about their iridescence. We talked about that. So pray, right? Basically, from anything. everything that, that that they eat, anything. <laughs> I mean, I do strictly birds and rodents. Um, what I found interesting, right, is mm. that we'll get into that whole because somebody mentioned it in the comments earlier about them. I think it was Robert talking about the. They, they puke up the hairballs, but yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> what I found interesting was that, you know, what they've reported as prey is rats. Yes. So they eat rats in the wild. Yeah. Um, Maybe they're hawking up hairballs in the wild. A lot of people have thought mm. that they um, – uh, eat birds, but the you know of of all the ones that, uh, and of course maybe Natusha's paper changes this. I don't know. Lisa, well, and then, out there, and, and I also did the rat. Were these are these native rats that have been here forever and ever, or are yeah, these that could rats be true. During exploration times, ran onto these islands and now have done what rats do, and now they become a good food source and slid right into that bacon. I, I know for those rats enthusiasts out there, and yeah. there are some that that like I to me a rat is a rat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, you know, I know that's uh, it, there's there's it's rat guinea pig capybara. So where does it fit? Does it fit? Yeah, not a capybara. Mouse so, rat, mouse capybara. rat capybara. <laughs> right. That's it. Um, by the way, the guinea pigs. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't click on it, but I saw this thing the other day on YouTube where it said that a capybara ate a caiman. Is that true? I thought I mean, they were vegetarians. I think I think if a, I think if a rodent they'll eat whatever. Be, I think a rodent will be a rodent. So if this came and pissing rodent, it right? off, and yeah, then yeah. I started to think about it's, like, well, it's a very large guinea, violent guinea pig. Like, yeah, okay. no, it's a large guinea pig. Fair enough. Yeah. So here's my question: Is it have you noticed it with the adults that they cough up the hairballs, or the young ones, or all of them? I have not seen a young one hawk up a hairball. Yet. Interesting. So, see, my thought would be that that because I'm gonna like I'm gonna frame pythons, them as you know baby's first hairball. So, <laughs> just like with all pythons, they eat yeah. skinks and lizards when they're young. Yep, grow into rodents and and bigger things I, when they're older. I had zero problem getting the baby white lips started because I know I was nervous as hell. Uh -huh. So I'm like, you've gotten this far, and now let's watch them all starve to death because you can't get them to eat, and they're all just like, damn. And if they didn't take the rodents they took they took the quail and then okay so so did you send it or did you just give them nah, a whole quail quail okay. yeah they, they were able Hopefully to right eat, away yeah the yeah they were able to take the bigger species of quail and then they did a couple feedings on the quail and then it was just straight on the rodent all of them are on rodents right now and they just crush it so, so here's a question yes 
Did they, so they ate no problem right away, yeah. right out of the gate. No, no issues, no concerns. All right. Let's take I mean, the fact, like when it comes to pythons and eating yeah. in captivity, do you think that a lot of the species that we bitch about either a, we're not feeding them the right thing mm -hmm. or are they so interbred that they're screwed up and it screws up that. I, I think it is definitely, I mean, that this animal has existed in the wild for how long? I know we're definitely the problem. So it yeah. just depends on fixing the problem, which is why I do the whole, whatever you want to eat, I will get it for you. Just, you need to tell me what you want to eat. You know, frog scented, fish scented. <laughs> I am. So, um, and that just kind of goes with it. Like, you know, having the frog scent available or thawing out pinkies with frog legs works. Fish scenting, um, getting species of quail, getting small baby quail. Like uh, if you don't think I'm going to have a, a case delivered to my house before these rough scales arrive. Of so yeah, quail of varying size. I don't care if I have to track down a zebra finch breeder and ask them for their small, little, like, no, I will figure it the hell out. So I think, um, so when you look at, um, like I think of, of diamond pythons, right. You know, right. They're, they're, they're typically difficult to get going um as babies mm. um i've actually had babies die because they wouldn't eat um because they're eating skinks right they're eating yeah. skinks yeah. um but if you fed them skinks they would probably eat it right away and exactly. same thing you know if you fed them skinks they would eat right away no problem it, you know the mad hogs man if if the mad hogs have definitely been the one that paved the road for this kind of stuff because it was started with you know i do have out of the year one or two that just take mice right away Right. But then there are other ones where you have to wrap it in skin to try to get them to smell that gecko. And sometimes they go quick with that. Other yeah. ones they want they want quail and they some of them go that way. It takes at least two to three months after hatching to get the whole clutch onto frozen thawed hoppers. And I will admit that during that time I've lost one or two mad hogs that way. They just they just don't accelerate or what they do is they don't, they don't, they don't, they eat, they die. I think, I think, wait a minute. This is another theory that yeah. I've heard thrown out there that I, Scott was saying, I think, wow, what a nice indigo in his hand there. I, um, <laughs> I think we baby the ones that won't eat and keep those genetics alive when in the wild, the non-aggressive feeders would be first to die. Right. Small, weak ones get eaten. That's how it works. I, I but, think there's some truth to that, but like, yeah. you know, you also have to take into account, I guess, are you feeding it the right thing? So white lips, no problem getting going. Rough scales next year, you're going to be saying, pulling your hair out. I, I, <laughs> That's where we I am. Con I am concerned. <laughs> um, I am concerned. So we'll okay. see. It's, I've heard that. Matt's talked about that. Yep. I've heard Brett talk about that. Matt talked Nick about it. Talk Brett talked about it. Uh, Bill talked about it. Yeah. Nick talked about it. I wonder why. Why so difficult? Even if well, you have, have, I should have asked this question, but mm -hmm. has Brett and all those guys when it comes to the roughies? I know Matt was doing some setting, I think, but did they try with like geckos and stuff like that? I think they did with scenting with birds and stuff like that. And I think they have had success. I don't know if they went as far as geckos, mm -hmm. but I also think that some things about certain species, like some babies are just shy. Yeah. So like I can get more bread lie feeding by just opening the door, dropping a super hot hopper, not a, not a fuzzy or a pink, a hopper. 
yeah. in there and then closing the bin, well, like not teasing them with it, just basically putting it in there and walking away. That's the other weird thing, yeah. right? It's the, um, I think bread liar like this, where if you don't feed them the right size prey, like they, they won't want do a it. bigger prey. Yep. Like if you try to skimp out and say, oh, that looks too big. Thank because, God. Dude, it's crazy, right? You got but, this but you, 24 but you, gram snake and you're just like, you think here he goes it, a hopper. <laughs> if you think about it, it works so well because it's like my bread lie are on the same page, same size as my jungles and coastals who hatched out months before them because they eat these huge meals and they grow so freaking fast that everybody's the same size when everything goes down for winter again. And I'm right. like, is this intentional? Right. Do you know it's coming? So you're like, I can't waste my time with that. Give me that. Like it's right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, we've, so basically, um, oh, and uh, what I've read in the Barker's book that when you find these in the wild, um, they are basically in, um, let me see. So that's the Southerns, but the Northerns mm. you're looking at, um, they're in, <laughs> the Barkers were saying that the Northerns are basically in every habitat um, and elevation below 100 which, meters. Which is why I think, meters. yeah, which is why I think they're the cheap one because they're everywhere and <laughs> we get them and they were always exported. And yeah. that's, that's why they're the cheap white lip is because there was that break in the price thing because the, the blacks were harder to get or right. get consistently. Right. Um, they, uh, they definitely um, are, are mostly associated with like humid forests, forested areas um, mm -hmm. at lower elevations is where you find them. Um, where I think that the the Southerns from, from what I read, they're more like uh, savanna woodland, eucalyptus mm -hmm. forest, grasslands, and some tropical forests. So in your experience, have the Southerns been a little more forgiving than the Northerns? In as far as keeping? No. <laughs> no. No. The I opposite, mean, right? I mean, I've had sick northerns. I've had sick southerns. I've lost southerns. I've lost northerns. I've, you know, it, it I kind of feel like, but it, the problem is, I also feel like I wasn't really as on point where I was, where I am now, right, with them. So this is back in the day where I was doing this, was doing that. It was, you know, Site um, B days, those days. Site B days, or <laughs> yeah, or days where I'm like, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. Like, you know, it was right. that kind of stuff. Where right now, I would say that I don't necessarily see one being more or less forgiving than the other. I would say that um, they tend to bounce back pretty quick. Uh, with which some ones? Both eight southerns. Um, southerns. Okay. I haven't had any real problems with the northerns. Knocking on wood. Um, of late. Uh, one of my female sub, my female Southern, okay. one of them, cause I do have two. Um, she, she busted a tooth and okay. it got, it got infected and she kind of had this like thing where it was like a snaggle, like it was sure. up and puffy and yeah. we drained it a couple times, shot her up with a bunch of antibiotics. That must've been fun. <laughs> she, she did not, she did to, to her. I have two black faced white lip females, right? The one that is straight out of the wild with scars all over her is the nicest puppy dog white lip I've ever had. The one that was captive, born and bred, and lovingly cared for by Lisa its entire life is a 
demon. So it's like I don't it's probably nicest to I be for her. Understand. Like, <laughs> she sent it to you. And she it's sent like, it to me because it was a demon. Right. So, um, okay. but that's the funny part. Is just like so. She only had a real complaint when I started messing around with her mouth. Any other time, she just wants to chill. Okay. So, uh, but it's the but she did she recovered quickly. Where like a carpet python, I've had them bust a tooth, and then it turns into full flown like mouth rot and stuff like that. But again, this was prior to having a live in vet in the house. So you know, right that kind of stuff. Lisa says sorry, Owen. No. <laughs> Shit. I've ne- I I don't want sorry, to apologize. Not sorry. Nah, yeah, right. Nah, I love that. I love yes. that hard shit. He, like, he he likes those well, nippy it's like ones. You're slowly opening the bin, and you're like, "Where's it at?" And it's like, "Okay, I'm yeah. gonna reach and get its water." And then you put the water. You're going to put the water back, and now it's sl- like just come out from its hide box, and is now like up and watching you. Right. It's like, oh, cool, a snake. It's not like a drooling idiot in the corner all balled up like some things do so when i talked to marco shea his big thing was that like a lot of the species that we find like he found it interesting that we focus on like trying to make these pristine type looking habitats and he's not saying that this is a bad thing right but like our idea of like trying to make these cages that look like the environment when 9 times out of 10 they're living in a garage snakes <laughs> in a trash no i guess they must have like coconut pile like coconut yeah. husk piled yeah. up and it's just like snake galore which makes sense right i mean Wait, the rats are going to be exactly. there rats are going to you know come I mean? there it's it's humid there right. it's like a big humid hide that yep. they're just yep. hanging out in mm-hmm. you know but I just, he's just, it's funny. He's like, you know, oh, when we're going on this Herpa trip to Papua New Guinea and, you know, he, he's sort of, uh, you know, talking about how everybody would look at it as like, you know, like going back in time, if you will, sort of like how I guess to a certain extent how Australia was like when we were in Northern Territory, you know, that feeling like we're like, oh, wow, this doesn't look anything like what we're used to as far yep. as home. But like, where are we going to find the snakes? Oh, they're going to be in this beautiful jungle. No, they're in the trash mound. Just hanging out in the trash mound. Well, how many times have we gone out places and been like, according to the book, like this is the picture. The snake should be right there. And it's like, it's not there. Hey, there's a tire over there. And like, and that's where the snake is. It's like, yeah, they take it and they put it in the pristine, beautiful and take the picture. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. She, like Lisa was saying in the article, he also talked about how he found him in a fish trap and, and whatnot. But it, right. I, I just find it funny that he's, I just remember him saying that to me. I was like, and the other thing was, is that he was saying about how like in the, in the Southern range, right. Mm. Where he'd be looking for, they're much harder to find, right? And that he would drive the road, and he was talking about how he would find like thirty carpet pythons in the night. But like, and I'm no like, white lips. Oh, yeah, thirty carpet pythons. He's no like, one cares I, about the, uh, no it's another crap the carpet pythons. Winging it into the woods. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's 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 the popwin carpet pythons, I, and we're just I, like, boom. <laughs> I I don't know what we would do if we were herping that location, you and I. Because it yes. would be like I'd it's be a torn. snake. It would be a snake, huh? And like, it, oh, it's a goddamn carpet. Damn it! Like, well, it's just... I must be honest. On our last trip to Australia, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it did. It did become that, right? It did right. become where we were driving around in the, you know, southern Queen, southern Queensland, and sort mm-hmm. of likewise. Scott and Ty are always saying that carpets are everywhere. 
and they're all over the place and nobody gives a shit because they basically become like what I don't know. Like guess what? Listen, like, I I saw my first garter snake today in my yard. I was super excited. It's just so funny that they don't come out until the 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 frogs right. start calling. Right. Um yeah. No, so like I went I went up to Alaska and I got off the plane and there was a bald eagle sitting on a bench. Yeah. And I'm like, "Holy crap." And my right. aunt who lives up there, she's like, "You're going to need to get over that." really goddamn quickly yeah. and i'm like why driving down the street i've seen more bald eagles in, like in five minutes than i had ever in my entire life yeah living down in the lower 48 so it's like sometimes some animals just get yeah overdone so that's kind of how it was yeah. with the coastal carpet well i guess whatever you want to call it. well yeah they would be coastal they carpets. would be coastal. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah okay so it's kind of like Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. another carpet by that. Okay. I mean, I was excited, but I, you know, I don't know. You could, you could kind I of like, tell. I that like it's... the variety. I like that. I, I think our trip to Darwin was so perfect because we didn't get too much of one thing and stuff like that. We found this. Well, we, ticked, we found that. We took yeah. them all except the olive, right? Olive which, python, which means you, we have to go then, back. Yeah, but you guys are going to go back to Darwin and you're going to be like, so many olive pythons. Look, this Owen Pelly fell from a tree. And then I'm going to be <laughs> stuck here pissed. So. Oh, I do miss that one. Yeah. What a cool snake that was, man. Holy shit. I know I, we're getting off topic, but we man, are. holy shit. That, <laughs> holding that Owen Pelly. Oh, man. What a cool snake. Oh, yep. just so, like, so, uh, yeah. Anyway, back on the white lips. Right. <clears throat> um, so, yeah. And, and same thing with the Southerns. Uh, they have an affinity for, um, you know, coconut husk piles near human habitation. Uh, we sort of talked about their prey. So once they're adults, like what's your, so, all right, let's break it down this way. You're adults. Yes. What, how do you feed them? What are you feeding them? Bi-weekly, seasonally? Bi-weekly for everybody but the big adult male. Um, okay. He'll be maybe every three weeks. Um, okay. If he is bi-weekly, it's because I have quail and I can throw him chickens and stuff like that. So you if I have up? to do, yeah, with okay. him. Um the other ones do take birds, but they're 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 not big enough to get the crop of the of a big quail down. And a chicken, I can't get chickens the right size for them. Um, what what size? Like when you say chicken, are we talking like uh, like a, a small bird roaster chicken? It's a small bird that runs around like, on the ground I'm, and lays no, eggs. I know that. Yeah. It's like a Tyrannosaurus um, Rex. Like it's, it's like a miniature raptor. Yeah. Is it like Cornish <laughs> hen size chicken? Is no, no, no. Cornish hen size, size no, no. chicken. Cornish, <laughs> Cornish hen size chicken is for the retic. Um, I'm talking, uh, which is why we have the problem. If I could get Cornish hens, I'd have them all day. Um, I will give chicken wings like a whole chicken arm to my white lips uh okay that doesn't really do too much i prefer just to do the rat um so they will get medium rats every two weeks okay the older male will get a quail or he'll take a chicken wing no problem um some of the bigger ones um uh also he will take a drumstick too if I really wanted to do that, I have done drumsticks, which what you do is you kind of, you lollipop the drumstick, you cut it so that the meat goes down the whole bone, um, as opposed to just being on the top, because that big thing on the top is a little too much. But if you cut it and kind of fold it down, right. it becomes basically a, a tube of chicken with a big bone inside. <laughs> okay. Um, they've, they've done that before. Um, 
with the soaring prices of grocery market and stuff like mm. that, we haven't been doing that that often. Yeah. So probably cheaper to buy rats. <laughs> it is. Um, unfortunately, uh, right. I'm going to the um, to one of the markets this weekend because it's near Oaks to get frog legs. So okay. I'll see what's there. Okay. If there's fun stuff there, who knows? But um, that kind of seems to be the way with them. But for the uh, most part, they're pretty pretty solid feeders. There's right? the, all of them are solid feeders, even okay. the. So they're there every two weeks, and then I have the juvies. Um, the one juvie who's a little bit, he's probably about three years old, uh, and he just moved into a cage because I had it open one up. Um, he does small rats every two weeks, and I thought he was maybe behind in the in the growth scale. Right. And then I pulled him out of the bin. I'm like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> like he got he's he's big, but his head hasn't caught up with the rest of them. I'm like, okay. I, I want to give him some stuff to move on, climb on, do stuff because I don't want him to be fat like the old, like the male did when he got older. Right. Um, but he's that way. And then the babies, uh, the blackface white lip I got from Lisa last year is on a large, uh, large mouse, large retired mice. And then the new baby is on small mice. So you said chicken wing and. Yep. Joshua in the chat sort of like I just I'm just picturing what he wrote uh, he's like the chicken wing kind of like goes like that right it's not chicken leg it's chicken wing chicken wing chicken wing okay. arm so so like they're the swallowing arm. at the joint so it sort of folds up they're like this. swallowing it here and then it usually goes down in like a whole tube and that's what they end up eating is the whole thing okay Right. So it'll be a long prey, but they usually hit it at the hit it. Oh, here. I got you. So instead of it they, being like this, it's, it's like the, this. not not folded up, which okay. some of them it's some of the chicken wings. If you get what's called the party wings. Yeah. Party wings are you take the arm and you cut it at the elbow and you have yeah. this this wing. Sure. And you have this wing. Wow. Um, You're hired. <laughs> right. I know. So the wings that we get for the big guys is basically the entire chicken wing. Now, these are chickens not turkeys so it isn't fucking huge but it'll go down in one full tube so they'll start at the shoulder and then they'll I, work I guess their way if towards you, the hands yeah if you get the right angle it'll yep. go down soft. i've had morons start at the fingers and work their way up to the shoulder i've had them eat at the elbow for five minutes like it right they will get it now what i usually do is i will straighten the arm and kind of bend the elbow to the point where it almost locks in straight as a thing so there you go yeah Okay. Yeah, no worries, Josh. I, I was yeah. kind of, when I read that, I was kind of confused. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Listen, what goes so, on here so is snake, I open the door and snake start... has like part of the wing just kind of hanging out the side type of deal. Like, have I watched those morons do that? Yeah. Is this a like, far side commercial? Or but that's or why, like, so those, those party wing things <laughs> yeah. are what I give to the Collier Brits because they'll eat the whole the thing. The whole thing. Yeah. And which, by the way, on a side note, I saw one of Mike's, uh, I don't know. I think I want to say it was a Kribo, maybe the trout. A whole trout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, first of all, the my Kribo don't like the trout, but yeah. Hold on. Yep. So different than pythons. That, that is like his, it came out like like it was like a cobra. Yes. I'm like that is his shit. yellow. That is his yellow tail, and that one is. I think it hit the glass. We were at Mike's this past weekend for a herping right, trip, right? And there was a couple times where we're just talking, and all of a sudden you hear. Boom. And it's just like, what the hell? And you don't see anything. Holy shit. But like, but like maybe like the nose of this Kriba going back into the darkness. It's like, okay. 
Yeah. If, if, if anybody's curious about it, go over to Scattershot Exotics and his pay. I think that's where it yep, wasn't on yep. like his individual. Mike, yeah. He has it on his, his Mike gets page. trout because some creep. He's a fisher, right? Yeah. yeah. But all, he, can get he that had it on a plate. And and it, just, yep. it came out like, you just got to see how this Dude, snake comes out. That's how oh I feed. That's how I feed my, all my collierbirds. It's a plate of food. And then they just come for it because if you were there so sitting with pythons. tongs, it would just be like, <laughs> you have a, you have, nine times out of so ten it goes different. up the tongs and onto your face like no 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 yeah so holy shit man yeah i was like wow that's why i don't keep colubrids <laughs> it's, it's like i would not do kribo kribo or kribo uh, indigo stuff like that they are beautiful fast snakes. fast moving beautiful snakes. but yeah. like holy shit man you can I see like to, they're intense yeah i have to tear apart my uh chinese king rats tomorrow because the female shed and i think she's gravid again so i have to do that horrible thing where i have to go in there and wrestle my male out of the cage uh -huh. and and he's gonna come for me and i was really hoping i'd have an open six footer by the time like this is <laughs> they will be in uh six footers soon that'll have a pass between like one of the bridges. Uh -huh. So I won't have to touch him anymore <laughs> because <laughs> he is horrible. Right. So Oh man. Okay, back on white lips. Yes, sir. Um, so we talked about the we talked so babies you're feeding. What has been your regimen for feeding them so far? Every, every week? ten every ten days. Ten is, days okay. is hoppers. Um they're on they're on small mice hoppers are in that weird in-between. Uh but I will say that come breeding season feeding is a little different for the adult female. So they okay. get medium rats all all year round, and then they do I do the cycle feeding where they get shut off in I think it's November now because I keep I want to keep wanting to say October, but yeah, the we weather keep, doesn't cooperate, yeah. so I keep moving it backwards. So yeah. I want to say November is the star of I think Halloween is when I shut off food. Right. And then Thanksgiving is when I start dropping temps. So the holidays. Yes, you always go for the holidays. It's so much easier. Halloween, Thanksgiving, yeah, Halloween, Christmas. Thanksgiving, Christmas is when you should be at like your lowest. Valentine's Day. And the Valentine's Day everybody comes up. And introduction. Yeah. So the food at Valentine's Day. So I'll bring up the female white lips and I'll give her a medium rat. And then she takes maybe one eat feeding or two feedings. And then the next feeding is a large rat, something okay. big. So gotcha. give that to her. She takes that. She looks swole, is like fat as hell. Um, and then I make sure that I give something to the media, to the adult. So the adult male, I usually will give like birds. Before he goes in with the female, he gets a large rat too. Right. Just because I want him to have something in his stomach because I don't want there to be aggression towards each other. Once the lump is kind of subsided a little bit, they're together. And okay. then I separate them for feeding, put them back together. Same okay. thing, and the same thing goes with the blackface white lip too. Okay, we'll 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 get into breeding and whatnot, but yes. um, I I think you kind of hit on this already. But do yeah. hatchlings need any special scenting require regimens, or can they just <laughs> rely on their innate aggression? The problem is that the the in, their aggression can be counterproductive because they're just going to keep hitting. Oh, it. they do the just hit, hit, just hit, hit, it, hit, it, hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it. Yeah, get the and the problem is. They don't say what I was about to say. It's yeah. not a carpet hit. It is a Savu hit. Yes. The whole body is coming with it, and they're all over things, and then they're kind of just freaking out. So I feel like if you don't get a bite and a wrap out of the maybe two hits, uh -huh. pull the food, walk away. Okay. Do you ever um, drop feed them? Do you, do you I have. Ever try that? I have. I have, and How's I've that? had success with that. Okay. Um, there were a couple. I want to say in the first feeding, 
when it was time for them to go, I got because I have nine ba- I had nine babies. I want to say I got like five or something okay. like that. And I was like, holy crap. And then after that, it was putting some quail in there. I got the other ones except for one. Okay. And that one I had to get some live, but at that point I had been breeding mice. So it was like, I need live. Oh, here's one. Eh. Like, and then it was it ate once or twice, and then it's rolling with that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Okay. Um, all right, let's talk about uh the setups. <clears throat> I guess we'll start with babies first. Like what's what's your carpets setup? like a carpet? Same thing. Yeah, human hide. No, yes, 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 yes. human okay. hide. So um, you've seen my stuff with with um normals yes. is like a plastic, like with carpets. Normals. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what you meant. <laughs> yeah, I know, which is yeah. terrible. It's a plastic kind of like a, a, a square, and it has a little arch cut in it. Baby can go in it. You're fine. With the white lips, uh, actually went to Walmart and got the store, and there was a little kind of deli little little plastic containers i guess you would have lunch stuff in yeah and they came with like a lockable lid sure i took those and i cut holes in the tops okay so where all my other babies have like holes like little semi-circle holes kind of like that right that they can go into these guys have to get it in from the top okay and i was able to fill those bins with moss and soak them down so that the babies could go in there and kind of chill i've had them eat while they're in there they usually go in there when they're gonna kind of get ready to shed which is good so humidity hides for them gold humidity how, hides throughout their entire life yeah how, how often do you are you spraying that down what every day every, every what couple i usually of days? do so i change their water every week I know. once a week okay once a yeah. week okay so waters get changed every once a week if the water looks clear and like you know the snake didn't like pissing it or shitting it i'll take the water and just dump it into their humidity hide whole okay. thing and that happens weekly um you haven't had any issues when it comes to like like I, well like mold or bacteria or, or something or, yeah nah. okay no. no okay it just it's warm it's lukewarm water it's just been there just dump it into the thing not a right. problem and they're not drinking it so right i, I was just thinking like because you know, i will also say i will change out the baby white lip water all the goddamn time uh, because yeah. they're usually they will go oh, and so adults are once a week, but the babies are more often. Babies okay. are more often because yeah, I was going to say disgusting. like oh, shit. <laughs> so well, yeah, the baby's white lip water that has to get changed because I'm usually downstairs spot cleaning throughout uh-huh. the week, and white lip babe, the baby white lips. What they'll do is they'll spend time in the humidity hides, and then they'll go and they'll either cruise over the water or in the water. So uh-huh. then there's just little tiny flecks of moss in their water. So you have to just dump it, put a new one in there. Gotcha. Like, and that's constant. Um, the adults, what do you shoot for humidity? What, well, like what's the humidity in your room? Do you know? I don't know. You don't know. Okay. Whatever Pennsylvania is. So I'm trying to think of the last, so you, your humidity is about my humidity. It's about yeah. the same. So I'm going to say it's probably 60%, maybe 70% in the, like in the summer, summer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I would say that I have, um, Obviously, you have shitty sheds off of white lips during the winter months. Yeah. Like I have a, I have a large gray well, bin. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. What happens during the winter? Because here, you know, I have a large sleep. because if I was fighting it, yeah, 
I, I mean, like, I, I, the problem is, is that, you know, we have a Savannah desert tortoise that lives in the same room as the white lips during the winter months. So you can't just humidify the fucking place. Like, also, it is my house and there's a carpet like I can't go nuts here, but I will spray down their cages. And right. also the as the, the problem is, is that so as the white lip grows, the humidity hides get bigger and stay the same, but their water bowls also get bigger, bigger. OK, so my adult white lips have cat litter pans as water bowls yep if need be they can go in them and come shed time usually that's where you find them is there's skin all through that so they're now. soaking and whatnot right all soaking the okay. drink they're drinking they're soaking and if i catch them and they're blue i will spray them down but you spray in a cage or the animal the animal okay if the and the, but i still have this big gray bin that every once in a while you got to soak a white lip or a ring python. Yeah, you know? and I, I was reading that, um, especially if they have a bad shed, it's real important that you sort of get that get shed off. off. Yeah, so you got to soak it needs them. To be a, especially with babies. But the babies are so good because of their, I guess, the bins that they're in and the water yeah. to bin size kind of a deal and also the humidity hide. They just shed completely. Like it's all rolled up like a, like in a corner. And I'm like, well, hell yeah. So <laughs> it's so funny how different their sheds feel. Like soft. The yeah, it's it's because their their skin is so thin, right? Mm -hmm. As opposed to like um, you know, a carpet or like a ball python or yeah, a Burmese python. I was terrified that they were gonna peel wrong when the first ones came out. And I'm like, okay, let's just see how it goes. And they're just like Boop. I'm like, oh, sweet. Like yeah. it's I noticed when I when I was keeping ring pythons, to, to me, the thing was making sure that I had a humidity hide. I did the similar thing. I put all the um the, the sphagnum moss into the mm -hmm. into the hide. Um never had any issues with well, shedding. The, I the did notice is, though, and I'm curious about your yeah. so not to cut you off, but yeah, so no. pin pin that real quick. Pin that. But uh do you notice them drinking? So like I know when I you know when I change the water on my carpets, it could be They'll a day later. They yep. all run over and drink. Same thing. Yep. Oh yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's probably a python. I mean, after after they've decided whether or not they want to kill me, then yeah, they'll, yeah, yeah, they'll yeah, go yeah. and get a drink. The ring python that is actually the the ring python. The only ring python I have in the house now is the ring python I got from you because the other female went to Ryan, right. but she will spend a lot of time in your humidity hide. And yeah. then we'll venture out. And, and I have hides with all my animals uh -huh. and they're all the same thing. It's all a bin, whether it's a small five quart plastic bin in a 32 or a 41, uh -huh. or if it's a five gallon bin, or if it's a 10 gallon bin, they're all bins with holes in them. This the snake can climb in and I can fill it with stuff. And it's usually mulch with a lot of the animals for white lips, ring pythons and rainbow boas. It's just moss. Right. That's it. It's the only right. difference. Yeah, Lisa was saying that um, she just uses large water bowls. Maybe, maybe her humidity is higher over on the west. I don't, coast. I don't know. Difference. It, it, it's you gotta take what other people do into consideration, but then do your own thing. Wait, hold on, yes. Lisa. I'm throwing this out to you. Do you have plants in your white lip python cages? Answer that real quick. Yeah. Go to your whatever you were gonna say. Oh, and when you pinned it. Uh, that was I was already going to talk about the the oh, okay. bins were good. Yeah. Gotcha. Unpin. Uh, so <laughs> unpinned. So William had a question. Yep. Um, Lisa already had hers. Basically, are the males protecting the females when uh, you're putting them together? Putting them together? No. Usually, it's like 
<laughs> like one snake is over here, one snake is over here. Very and then nervous. eventually, I remember very many, many Python radio episodes where you were wearing. <laughs> I'm like, I hate it. I hate it so much. And then eventually, at one point, all of a sudden, they're just like, like blue. They're in the same bin. They're curled up under the heat. They're they're he's trailing her, following her around. It sometimes just happens, especially after like reintroductions after feeding. All of a sudden, he's like, "Who is this person?" I, I I've never seen her before in my life, and he's just all over her. So that will definitely happen. Um, I would say I've seen protecting of females by the male. Um, females tend to hide, or at least my girls tend to hide when they're doing something, whether it be shedding or the female white lip, the gold one, she was getting ready to lay her eggs. That's when the male kind of will start maybe being a little bit more protective of her. Uh But by that point I've pulled them because if I start getting signs that she's actually gravity, he's out of there. Um, Gotcha. I don't really, I didn't see any too crazy as far as protection goes, but for her, for the golds, he was so much bigger than her. I would open the bin and she'd be on the bottom and he'd be on the top just because that's how it was. So, right. Yep. So, uh, Joshua was asking, what are the dimensions and format of this enclosure? I, I guess we're talking about your adults. Um, clarify how big this pop one swamp they're hosting them in ought to be. Sh- um, uh, well, it's not a swamp, 100%. But we can go... Shoveling, we'll, climbing, ventilation. We'll start at the bottom and move our way Okay. Up. All right. So first is the babies. Babies are in five-quart bins. Right. Um, they have a small humidity hide and water bowl. That's it. No extra climbing stuff, no nuts or anything like that. Um, next step up would be the blackface uh, younger female. She's in a... 32 quart bin. She has a five quart bin, uh, humidity hide, large water bowl, and then she has a 3D printed perching thing for her to climb on. And I will say the temperatures for both those things. So the baby white lips are at 85, 86. And then same thing with the other female in the 32. Gotcha. Uh, the next one would be the new baby wet lip I got from Lisa and also this one from Ryan. They're in 15 quart bins, water bowl, humidity hide, and 3D printed perch because 15 quart bins are deep. So yeah. if you put a 3D printed perch, it actually like is usable. Yeah. Um, so there's that. After that is the younger gold face male. He's in a three by two by two on pine bark mulch mixed with large pine nuggets. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. This pine bark mini nugs is what they are. Okay. It's, it's the repti bark bullshit, but it's from Lowe's. Gotcha. Um, so it's not, it doesn't have an animal doesn't have on a, it. Yeah. On the front. It doesn't look like a T-Rex. So it's cheaper. Um, there's it's that with a bunch of sphagnum moss. And then he's got a five gallon bin, mm-hmm. like one of those black ones with the yellow lid. Yeah, And that's full of moss. And he's in an adult rack, which adult cages go to 84, 85 during the day and will not stop it from dropping until it hits 70. Gotcha. So basically it goes there and then it does whatever. Like if it goes down to 70, cool. If it keeps trying, if it tries to go down to 69, it'll 
bump it back up to 70. If it stays at 74, 78, which usually does in the summer, nothing's going to turn on. Gotcha. Um, the adults are in the gold face adults are in six by two by twos. Um, they have the 10 gallon tough tote bins mm -hmm. as their hides full of moss. And then they have cat litter pans as their water bowls. They have one shelf over on the cold side of their cage because they have a, a radiant heat panel on the warm side. Okay. Uh, and then they have branches attached to the top of the cold shelf that go down into the center. So they, they stick out or go down to the center. So there is some perching, but it all stops at where the bin is. So if they gotcha. want to bask, they'll be on top of the bin. If they don't want to bask and they want to just get high or whatever, they'll go over on the other shelf. They'll hide behind the sticks. They'll perch on the uh, tree branches as the sun is doing whatever it's doing. So they'll do all that. Um, they are also on the same uh, pine bark, mini nugs, mulch mixed with some moss and stuff like that. Uh, their temperatures do the same thing that the adult temps do in the main carpet room, 84, 85, maybe 86 high during the day. And then it'll stop it before it gets below 70. Uh, the room that they're in is a outward facing room. So my main snake room is in the back of my basement, which my basement is a walkout basement. So my main snake room is technically completely underground. Um, but I have one side room that is a little bit above ground. That's where my collier birds are, and that's where the laundry room is. And then I have the main snake, the other big snake room that is a complete walkout and has two walls that are outward, like real, like those, there's nothing beyond that. There's outside. Right. Um, and that room does fluctuate a little bit more. So I would say that it gets a little bit cooler. Cooler. I, don't necessarily go as nuts as far as let's put it this way. It's where I put my bread lie when I want them to breed. So <laughs> it's, I put them in those cages. Um, that's where the golds are. The black white lips are in six by two by twos, but their cage has a PVC pipe that connects the two of them with caps on either end right. that I can open. So right now the, my pair of white lips are in a 12 by two by two because the doors have been, open right. they're together right um and it you know one will be over here one will be over here they swap <laughs> they'll be together they won't be together as long as i can find two white lips in this 12 foot monstrosity right I, I i'm good so okay yeah okay yeah i was trying to i was trying to remember i i remember seeing you keep the golds in the main room, right? I used to. They're now in the. They're now out. They're now okay. outside. Yep. But I, I think the last time I was there, you had them in. The you main had room. yeah. The last time you were here, they were in the main room, but they've moved out because, and that's where I got them to breed. So now they will never ever go back in the other room. <laughs> right. Like, that, yeah. So, so 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 okay. This is where um, I have your thoughts on this. So we've sort of talked about feeding and keeping and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, in the Barker's book, they talk about that it's that typically, even though they'll come in to be able to breed, typically yes. they won't breed until they're five to eight years old. That makes so much sense to me. It's ridiculous. So yes. <laughs> could it be that the difficulty with breeding this species, I mean, basically we, that's what it's been, right? We've talked about this like a million times. Like, what is the difficulty? The difficulty is that people get it. They raise it till it's four it doesn't breed and then they ditch it. 
or they try something different. The problem is, is that you need to get an animal, keep it consistently until it's six or seven years old, yeah. and then pair it together and breed. Like this is the same shit that I had to deal with with my olives. Like the olives didn't breed at four. I didn't get there. Like it did not work. <laughs> like it did not work. Yeah. But Lisa shared something in the NPR chat today and she was yeah. talking about um, white lips. Uh, Natush found um, wildly, re wi wildly, wild, reproductively mature males were 106 centimeters and females were 140 centimeters. Jesus. That's awesome. It's just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't right. make any sense to me. It, right. I I I am not shocked by half the things because we again we we try to take a snapshot photo of our understanding of a species yeah. and base it onto other species. And it's like you gotta understand that's a great that's a good starting point. You have to move up. You need to start building on top of that and seeing where the differences come in. You know, I, I find trying to breed a species is treated like a carpet python okay and if that doesn't work start fiddling like start, <laughs> start you, tweaking i guess you have to think right like yeah. most pythons breeding strategy for the most part is going to be the same it's just a matter of figuring out the maturity that's number right. one and number two where do they fit within that season right so right. like you got the spring breeders and then the winter breeders i, I don't even think deal. you can do that because if we look at it so like this white lip i got from ryan is so they much, fit like ball pythons where you can breed them all year long i think there's a large um i think there's a large gap of what it is so i think having a season it depends on when the female ovulates and things like that but yeah I but think, i would think that in the wild right wouldn't they be more i mean because you, you well I there think, would be I a set just season. The weather patterns right it would yes. be monsoon season there or, would be a set season dry and in, wet right in captivity yeah. ryan got eggs and his babies were hatched before june and i didn't even get eggs until june i want so do you think it has to do more with the um uh, the barometric pressure type of deal. I think you that's think part of it. I precipitation. I think that's part of it. I think barometric pressure, precipitation, the animal itself. Like I think also how you're keeping it when it comes into the cycle. And the, and I think the biggest problem with hard to breed species is maybe they're not as obvious with their ovulations. You know. Yeah. So and maybe you too, miss it. I don't think they they really haven't been like. Really, a lot of the pythons in Indonesia really, um, well, maybe maybe more so, you know, like retics and stuff. Well, I mean, more let's put in, this but way. like Papua New Guinea is really like you, you could get you could get killed going there. So like, there's well, not a lot of people running to get there. There's that. So, yeah. but the thing is, like, so you have a white lip in captivity. Let's say you you make the first cardinal sin and you overfeed it. Okay. Uh -huh. Second cardinal sin is that you're trying to breed it at four. And then the third cardinal sin is you threw the male in there in the same type of breeding cycle as your carpet python. Well, dude, I already, I already have, I have carpet eggs getting ready to hatch, and I haven't right. seen any white lip eggs. I had, I had carpet eggs, I had carpets and olive eggs before I had white lip eggs last year. Really? So if I had noticed the other eggs, which I've done this in the past, I, I, we, I admitted to it, where I would get other things, I would get carpet eggs all these other eggs and i would see other people who already got their white lip eggs and i'd be like clearly i missed it and i would separate them 
So if you're not paying attention to it, right, you could miss out on it. Like my pairs of white lips will not be separated until the beginning of July. And then they will have July, August, September, and October to eat separately and do all that stuff. And then they'll be good to go. I was adding people into the, uh, to the chat as you were talking there for a second. I, right. I thought you guys were in the chat. I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. Weird. Sorry. So, um, yeah, I like that chat. It's cool chat. It's all right, chat. We'll keep yeah. it. Um, Okay, so let's see. What else do we got? Uh, five to eight years. So here's another thing that I hear a lot with these guys, and I, I know we've talked about this multiple. Well, first of all, let's get to Noah's thing. Anyone yeah. see their white lips shed almost every month as an adult? Not really. No. I mean, maybe, but you know, I'm also not sitting there tracking it on some sort of Excel spreadsheet to make sure that, like, it, it, if it's if it's an adult animal, if it's a sexually mature adult animal that is now a proven animal, I don't give a crap if it sheds once a year. It's fine. It's not getting any bigger. I'm not trying to make it any bigger. Um, but I would say that monthly probably sounds great for a baby and for a juvie. Um, I kind of it has to do with what he's feeding. Maybe, maybe no. um, it also depends on how much, how often they're fed. It also depends again. It also depends on the individual animal. So um, I would say that my adults do not shed monthly. Um, and also I will gauge the adults sheds to what's going on with them. So my female blackface has been doing some interesting stuff and then she just went into a shed. Okay. So I have my eye on her because of what she's doing and now a shed has appeared out of nowhere. Um, my gold face female is in shed, which going by what happened last year, we're right on course for her to start doing some stuff and getting some things and going and stuff like that. So. Okay. Yes. All right. I just added everybody to the So basically if, gonna... so like I caught my gold face female basking belly up June 7th. Mm -hmm. So she's going into a shed right now. So we're almost on point. I wonder if it, I wonder if it's going to fall into. I got to get hands on her really is what I got to do. Well, you have a, kinda, what do you call it? Don't you? Ultrasound. ultrasound. Yeah. yeah. When I say hands, I mean, touch it. And then if it's not obvious, poke it with an ultrasound. Oh, okay. So, you know, it's. um <laughs> Gotcha. Uh, but I kind of want to. Well, I mean, we talked about this last year, you know, it, it was obvious, but I will not confirm clutch until it's in my goddamn hands. <laughs> and then <laughs> I won't confirm babies until they're in my goddamn hands. Like it's, um, so I, I just got to check her out really is what we're doing. Um, the blackface females was got me a little weird. Uh, I'm keeping my eye on her. She's, she's acting weird. So weird okay how so good good weird good, oh, good weird, weird. Okay. good weird so she made a burrow underneath her hide box did is that um, okay so yeah. is this the so how do you know you're on the what has so with all your observations of trying yeah. to breed this species um real quick before that I, I did have a thought when it comes to um 
maybe why people have difficulty breeding them, right? And I think yeah. that Ryan Young is probably you're 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 pretty much like this too. Is that you'll see a lot of people where every year they sort of change it a bit, right? Mm -hmm. They sort of you know it, it's okay, I guess, to tweak it or whatever. If you notice something, Small, whatever, blah blah blah. To me, it's more about timing, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but I think that like so. For instance, let's just say, oh, I dropped my temps down to 70. So next season, I mean, remember in the early days of bowling python breeding where it would be like, well, I'm going to take them down to the 30s. And it's just the, like, wait, the, what? Jesus <laughs> Christ. <yeah. laughs> wait, what? I'm shoveling snow on top of them. Why? Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, just the thought. But anyway, um, yep. I was going to say there was, was a thought that I, uh, that I know we've talked about in the past and it talked about um, pairing. Right, mm -hmm. that with this species and ring pythons and Papuan pythons and a lot of the species, I would say from Papua New Guinea, seem to be very mate selective. Cannibalism is a problem. Aggression is a problem. Um, that's why I don't even so mean that. I mean, like you could have. Uh, they don't want to eat each other, but they don't want anything to do with pair, each other. But they yeah. don't want anything to do with each other either. I I feel like setting it up kind of on their terms is a little bit better. Um, I didn't intro my white lips, my, my black face. I didn't like pull the male out and throw him into the female's cage where he was like, I just undid the things and he, they found each other like, and that's pretty much it. And yeah. they have room to get away. Um, I did intro the golds and I will put the male in the female's cage, but I also, those first introductions, you have to be wary of that kind of stuff. Uh, I've had white lips injured themselves. I'm sorry, injure each other. Um, and it can happen quickly. And it can happen a lot of the times uh, they're totally cool with each other. And then all of a sudden they're not. Okay. So um, I would say that the instance of straight up like murder is definitely higher in rings than it is with white lips. Um, and I think it's a little bit even higher in Apodora. <laughs> so yeah. I, I feel like that's something you need to understand when you're going in here. Like I have had to stitch up white lips. I have had to get medication for injuries. I've had, I'm pretty sure that one, that adult female had that messed up spine because of the male, like he bit her in the right place and, and did something. So yeah. that can and will happen. You need to be prepared for that. Um, I have some luck right now, knocking on wood, that my golds are getting along and my blackface are getting along. They've had no aggression towards each other. Gotcha. Yeah, um, I was on uh, Ryan Young's uh, molecular reptile page and I was getting those pics of the um, the white lips, right? Mm. And um, I was uh, flipping through and he had a pop one. Like a pop. Oh a carpet, God! I felt so bad for him this year. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, his male got carved oh. up by the female. Dude, man, that that yeah. species is in. They scare the crap out of me. I, they are. I, I want. I want them. I want to give it a shot. But you know how pissed I would be that that female eats that male or something like that, or yeah. oh God, or just just rips him to shreds. Like I'd feel so sad. Like I'd be so mad about that. Yeah, especially yeah. if it was like a pristine captive born and bred animal, and you're like, yeah. no scars on this guy. First interaction with a female, half his side is getting ripped off. Like, no, 
no, no, no. Such a quirky species, man. That that species is so quirky. Okay, Josh got another question. How about the issue of unexplained dropping dead, like we find in ring pythons? Not meaning talking them down, but I do have. Um, I, I have never had a white would you drop dead out of nowhere. They're well, uh, I, I, would you equate it to maybe they're wild caught? I, I would say maybe that. I would say that they're a very easily stressed out python, all three species, white lips and, oh, and yeah. rings. Oh. Um, I would say there's that. Um, I would so say, like, like I said, they are – I've had some keel over quickly from illnesses that you would have thought they would have been able to shake. Yeah. Um, so, it like, they're not as forgiving – to keep her yeah, to, to me, you know, you hear me say all the time about how carpet and uh yeah, Ryan Ryan Dumas always yells at me about this mm -hmm. because I, I do like his his thinking and how he says that they're more forgiving of keepers error. So it allows us to sort of make mistakes and it's probably the wrong way to say it. But it is for, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't I don't know how to say it. I'm trying to reformulate that that but i i do get I, it was a great point that he made but anyway um when i say that carpet pythons are more resilient um i just think that uh this is what i'm talking about yeah. in my experience when i'm working with things like well let's just narrow it down to like thinly skinned species right mm -hmm. to me that i have found that they are much more delicate to things like humidity temperature mm -hmm. hydration um yeah you know these type of things um, i i would say as opposed say, to a carpet well, i mean let's say you have a room full of snakes your canaries in the coal mine are your green tree pythons when yeah. they're off the branches something bad is happening so something gets into your collection the green tree pythons are the first ones to go down what do you mean now, if they fall off the branch and die or if they're yeah, yeah on the like, just, like die like i mean oh, oh, let's okay. say let's say something happens your green trees are the first ones to die. I think right after that is your white lips. Okay. Those are the next ones to be susceptible to other things. Like I've had keepers who have multiple species in like the same kind of rack system. Yeah. And everybody's fine. White lips are sick. Yeah. Kind of a deal. So that can happen. That is something you need to be aware of. So here's a thought that popped into my mind as we're talking. And I'm curious. I really don't know. Um, the, 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 I, I'm embarrassed that I don't know this, but like, what is the reason for iridescence in, in a snake? Like what purpose does it serve for the snake? Does it, does it help with uh, heat absorption, UV absorption? Is I it, don't know. I mean, you don't know either. Oh, okay. No, I mean, I I mean you can, <laughs> the problem is that the, I don't think there's anything. For the irid no, right? no, no, I think, I don't think there's anything for the iridescence. I think it's just that, that you get it because that's their color and the way that their scales are built. It's like, like how you get iridescence in a fish. Like it's. Yeah. But you don't think that that, that, that has to serve a purpose. No, I don't know. I don't know. But I would say that I don't think it does anything as far as absorption. And I, I'm thinking as far as like their habitat, right? Like when I think of, I'm thinking of a, a, a forested canopy, like, you know, canopy covered mm. type of deal. So it's not mm. like you're getting direct sunlight unless you get these little, you know, like in well, the yeah, jungle then, where you get little shots of sunlight through the trees. That's why they're them. lighter on the bottom, darker on the top. Because if you're looking at them down, it's darker. If you're looking at them up, it's lighter. Right. It's the same thing with a great white shark. 
Right. Like that's that's why. Yeah, but it's jungle carpet. Exactly. So, yeah. but that's not. I think it's just because that's how our it's eyes. It's a sign of difficulty. Good, they're good to breathe. Right. <laughs> that's a good. That's one, what Jeff. it is. It's a rainbow thing. Um, <laughs> I think it's just the way we perceive the color that their scales are and how the sun hits it and disperses it. That's a so, good question too. Do suns do snakes see in ultraviolet? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Wow, there's a lot of shit I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't know. It just popped into my head, like those species in particular. Um, usually, those thin, thin-skinned species. It's weird I want, because, like, I, I want. I want that's what I, we're talking about. You getting stuff? I, I need you to line up some Malukan scrubs so I don't have to go get those. So, okay, yeah. Malukan scrubs. Add them to the list. I'll work on that. Calabar burrowing pythons, Malukan scrubs. Are they considered pythons? Calabar burrowing. I think they're boas. I think the Calabar burrowing boas. So we don't need them anymore. Uh, okay. uh, we'll need the tri. We need the bike. What is it? The bicolor. Uh, the, the Mexican Mexican Boeing. Yeah, the Mexican, Boeing that's, a, that's a python. That's a python. We have to get that one. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. That's it. That's it. Um, that's an ugly brown, nasty, bitey python. You buy it, it'll end up in my house in five minutes. <laughs> like, it, so that's a good thing. Uh, Robert and Erica both said that maybe it's a visual cue for other visual cue for other snakes, um, like how birds can see in different colors. Maybe when Keith hears this, he'll give us an answer. <laughs> he will. Keith will let us know. He's like, I don't know. Oh, yes. I I. Um, I got the herp with him and Teresa this weekend. It was him, Matt, and uh, yeah, I was Teresa jealous. and Matt's daughter. With, yeah. That was our car. So Balin, oh, Balin wasn't ba- with you. Balin wasn't. Balin was with us. Um, so what happens is like the first, the first set out of herping. There was a lot of people, so we had to break up into different cars. So it was like groups and stuff like that. Jason was in one of the other cars, and then as people kind of dropped off throughout the day, it was rearranged that it was like. Uh, me, Dan, Stacy, and Jason in one car. So, but it was, it was fun. Got to see Zach this weekend too. So, bias. Yeah. Oh yeah. No yeah. Shit. Yeah. That's awesome. How's he doing? Good. Oh, he's good, dude. He was yeah. talking about his trips and just got back from Africa. And I told him of uh, how much mojito chicken he's got to bring to Carpet Fest. And he's like, Oh, is he coming to oh, Carpet Fest? He's like, Oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm yes. like, Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Dude, we got the grill top, man. I told I, him. I, I said, like, Eric's got all things. Oh yeah. Grill top. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm man. Excited. I was anyway. making cheesesteaks the other day. All right, back on track. The pythons. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear us talk about chicken cheesesteaks. Nobody steak. talks about food. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think uh, I think uh, what's his name got really mad that I made chicken cheesesteaks and not beef cheesesteaks. Uh, listen, uh, listen, what's his name? Nick Scally. <laughs> Nick Scally. Listen, you go back to Boston. Yeah. Like you know, it's it's enough. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what I thought too, Erica. But I was gonna let Owen run with it. Burning oh, pythons Jesus, are not pythons. Really? <laughs> they aren't. No. Well, I guess we don't have to get them. I think. I think they're like sort of like they used to be in the family uh, of pythons, and then they got moved out or whatever. So you know. Yeah. All right. Never mind. <laughs> Unless it's chicken wings for white lips. That's right. I always. Um, all right. So breeding wise, we're talking yep. about. Um, so so what? Actually, I should have asked this question. What was the age that? Uh, you bred them at how i got well my female's unknown age because she's a wild caught she was a wild caught an adult so my male is i think i have his stuff in here hang on i can tell you exactly how old he is you take notes (laughs) no one will believe you (laughs) i know they won't (laughs) owen just throws shit at the wall and somehow it works 
I want to say he's a 2007, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, or or he's like a 12. I have to find his thing here. If you hear a puppy screaming, it's because there's one. a puppy screaming. It's one of the five. <sighs> yes. <laughs> it's one of my five beautiful pit bull puppies. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, dear, oh, dear. Dear, oh, dear. <laughs> um, uh, he is a 2012. God damn. All right. He's a 2012 captive born and bred from Rolf Kern, K E R N. I added these guys to the wrong group. <laughs> <laughs> I added them to the network. <laughs> oh, what an idiot. I'm sorry. Oh, God, take them out of there. Yeah. <laughs> There's important things in there. Yeah. Oh, God. The secrets. All right. Yeah. Anyway. You, go ahead. You go and I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll make it right. <laughs> Thank you. Um, my mail is a 2012 from Ralph Kern. Um, so he's probably the oldest that we have here right now um like i said my female was a wild caught um so i don't know exactly she an adult when you got her yes okay and yeah so he's he's 11 so um the yeah, he's 11 the female i want to say was four when i got her maybe a little bit older than that because the person and i'll take this with a grain of salt that i bought her from said that <laughs> she looked thin and absolutely horrible and they're like that's because she just played eggs it's like okay <laughs> <laughs> i mean maybe right. uh so i got her as an adult in 2020 um in january so even if she was four or five and I got her to go last year. I mean, let's say she was four, 2020, 21, 22. 20, I mean, she was six, then maybe six or seven. Okay. That so puts right in line. Yeah. Yeah. So wonder, that would be the best. <clears throat> now, like I said, when I got the mail, he was chunky. Like looking at the picture on his, his profile file thing that I have for him. Um, he is fat as hell. <laughs> really? He's got fat rolls. He does not have those anymore. Okay. Um, yeah, he's he's slimmed out. So I know we're we're coming close on time, but um, mm. I was going to ask, like, what, like when you were slimming him down, how did you mm. do that? I was curious about that. Not feeding him and giving so him a bird. Smaller meals. I gave often. him birds less often. So. I would say that it was quail or if it was, it was some chicken and it was left off and like maybe every, maybe once a month, maybe something like that. And because I didn't have a female, I wasn't really cycling him down for anything. So it would just, I'm sorry, I would cycle him down, but there was never any kind of no introduction, no need to feed him and chuck him in with the girl. It was just like the now for a couple months, you won't be fed. And when you wake up more birds. So it was that for maybe a year or two. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, so as far as um, breeding, are we looking at the same stuff we're normally looking at? Like so, normal you're python. Go, you're making me go back into the archive thingy here. <laughs> so, yeah, locks were observed. Uh, let's see.
They were observed in April, late April, sometime in May. There were a couple in May. Okay. Um, on June 7th, I caught her basking belly up. And then June 10th is when she laid the eggs. Okay. So kind of in the same point of it. So the eggs hatched on August 10th. So we're talking like 60 days. Okay. Right then and there. Same python the si- temps. What was the uh what was the size of clutch? Nine. Nine. Okay. Nine nine eggs, nine babies. She did a hundred percent. What's the typical? Nine? Ten? I don't know. Something I don't like know. That? I think that I think varies. I read 13 in the Barker's book. I don't that know. That varies on size of female and also like right. productivity. Like I would not expect well, let's put it this way. If she's a big female that's never been bred, she's gonna have more eggs and stuff like that. But then right. also I've had females where they were maybe on the smaller side and they had 12 eggs. And then the following year they have 14 eggs. It almost seems like if they get if they get better at it, there might be one or two more eggs in there. So for her yeah, size, which I've heard is ball weird. python people talk about that too. And also it's dependent on the size of the egg. So for her size, yeah, she is bigger than my rough scale python. She laid nine eggs, rough scale python laid 16. But you said the rough scale pythons are like tiny they're eggs, right? tiny eggs. Like white lips are like white carpet lips. eggs or bigger? Yeah, white lips are like carpet eggs. I have okay. <laughs> yes, I still have every single white lip egg. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes. Of course I do. Are you gonna dip them in bronze? And no, them, like, I don't want to talk shoes? about what my plans are for them. <laughs> I I dried them out. Like, you know, if you let a snake egg dry out, they just yeah. dry. Sure. And I have olive eggs all over the place because those are the ones that like you have kids come over you're like here's a dinosaur egg yeah and it's it's a big egg but kept the white lip eggs for me man i don't care about other people yeah well yeah i mean it's 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 kind of cool that you have a have that reference you know yeah so like if you ever needed it at some point that you kind of know i guess but i would say i would say there are definitely carpet eggs that i've had that are the same size okay okay I'm curious to breed one of those big pythons where the eggs are like four times the size of what we're you like, you know what I mean? Like, like rethink breeders were like, here it is. Oh, it's a little bit small. I'm like, that is a goddamn ostrich egg. Yeah. What are you talking about? I was, yeah. Well, I was, I was, I was listening to the retic lounge and I was listening to talk about, you know, eggs and stuff and size of babies and stuff. And I'm thinking like carpets are like 20 grams and they're talking like, 70 olive, 80 dude, <laughs> you know what i mean dude like, oh, olive pythons yeah. olive pythons are so much fun because they come out of the egg and you're like okay here's your here's your here's your hopper here's your, you know oh. eat the hopper eat the hopper okay well i guess i can move you up here's your small mouse and then all of a sudden you open the bin and you're like where'd this giant like freaking python come where's my baby like and like i have to i got the 15 court racks in my room because when we get a certain number of months past the hatch date, all the olives need to move because they've gotten too big. Yeah. Um, and and between hatch date and that move in time, I'm trying to sell as many olive pythons as I can because <laughs> I don't have that many 15 quarts. So like Those right now starts grow, man. Dude, and they don't stop. <laughs> you, can, to, you can't even feed them and they're still growing. It's, it's like, weird <laughs> because like so, right when they go from the five to the 15, they all look a little fat. And then they get in the 15 and they get on those 3D perches and they just winding all in them all the time. And they all slim out and they keep eating and growing. And it's like, okay, 
So, and I have five more, I have five olive pythons right now. And I'm like, y'all need to get out of here. I need to make some, because I got 17 olive eggs in the incubator. I love olive pythons. They're another one, man. They're another cool species. Maybe we'll talk about them when I come back. (laughs) Favorite of mine. They're, they are a favorite of mine. I, such a cool snake, such an underrated snake, but they're, it is, but but it's one of those things where you get it and you put it out. Like we went to Melissa and I vended one show at Oaks and I sold all the olive pythons because everybody's like olive python. Grab it. Yeah. It's funny. I like, let me ask this question. Mm. When you think about olive pythons, do you lump them in with the big constrictors? Like I think about this a lot. Right. So it's like, I can't get a Burmese. That's a big constrictor. And I'm no, like, wait a no, minute. I, I have I, an olive python. I don't. <laughs> No, I don't. You're like, wait a minute. Like, no, I don't because right? Isn't it weird how they don't get lumped into that? They're they're like they're 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 not quite that big, but they're they're big, man. They're like a Doberman. It's like, is it a big dog? Is it a medium dog? I don't know. It's a Doberman. Like, it's yeah. So it's my olives have never gotten past the point of eating retired XL rats. Because yeah, I don't I probably shouldn't, right? But yeah, well, I don't I don't need them to because like right. I I pushed my uh, first original pair of olives onto guinea pigs and they just got fat. Could right. I wander around and find the smallest bunnies and feed them to my olive pythons? Sure. What the hell is the point of that? Like uh, if I can get it, like it's all depends on like, this is the size of food that they will eat, whether that is a rat, a rabbit, or whatever, that's it. Now the olives will eat chicken too, but I'm not getting them the hens that I give to the retic. Um, that would be too much for them. But I think because they never get beyond that point for me, it's like I have all the big snake package in not a big snake problem. I don't have to worry about pigs or shit like that. I suppose. <laughs> yeah. um, but I was, I, you know, as I'm scanning books in, right. And I'm thinking about, um, I mean, I don't know why you talked yourself out of buying olive pythons. Speaking as a guy who only has five baby olive pythons left, but there are 17 coming right behind them. So uh, somebody did talk them out, talked it out of them. They talked them out of them. Uh, Ca- Captain Jab, Jub here called oh, talked himself himself out. Now. Yeah. And uh, I am trying to, I uh, apparently Mike Curtin has a connection, a friend who breeds Savus. And I keep doing the whole, how many olive pythons do I need to give you for a pair of Savu pythons? And right now I think I'm up to like, listen, I will give you three olive pythons to give me a pair of Savu. Like, I don't, right. I don't want to spend any money, but I will trade you a, like this many if you give me what I want. So, so yeah, I was looking. So this is what made me think of it. Right. Look at this. Everybody's seen that picture. Yeah, the pill. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a Pilbara olive, right? Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. No, that's not. These are those. These are not the olive pythons we have in the country. Those are anything for. If you're going to survive in Pilbara, you have to be evil, like you know, no, or okay. huge. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> they're sock puppet heads. Yeah, I'm with you. I like the olive pythons. You know, the weirdest head of all is the poplin python. Yeah, that big they, they, stumpy. They got the like bulldog yeah. face. Very, very. I want them, but I, I I'm not gonna have them rip apart a mate because then I'll just feel really bad. <laughs> so, yeah, I I would want one just to to have one. 
not necessarily breed them because you get to that point and you're like, wait, but oh, if we ever have a facility, we'll have them. No worries. I'm gonna have we're um, gonna have to. Yeah. I guess that's it with all pythons. We're kind of at the end. Um hopefully uh You're talking you white lip pythons, right? Oh shit. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Taking on Skull Island. Um Skull Island. Where the hell is Skull Island? Never heard of that. It's um, uh, King Kong. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, wasn't one of the roughies that found it? Yes, it was yeah. that Olive was eating it. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Anyone good have maclots for sale? You should hit up um, uh, Mike Curtin. Mike Curtin, yeah. Mike Curtin has a bunch of olives. I have no. He um, has maclots. Maclots, not olives. Yeah. I'm trying to get him. He and I keep yelling at each other because I keep threatening to give him. Uh, olive pythons and he keeps threatening to give me um yellowtail kribo so right now we're at like a mexican standoff where i won't give him any olives if he doesn't give me any yellowtail kribo and that's where we're at okay um i made him take some chinese king rats in a trade for some maclots pythons so oh you got and, more maclots pythons oh i have six maclots pythons right now oh, okay. i will Breed Mac I will breed Maclots pythons. So help me God. I think so, I might try to get them and breed them just to breed them before you. That's that. Why would you do that? Why? <laughs> that's mean. That like, is mean. Because <laughs> um, I've had that. This is all your fault because I've had. I know. this whole fucking time. Uh, how, many, how many olives for a white lip? <laughs> depends on the white lip. Southern. Oh shit! Depends on the sex of the white lip. He'll give you the whole, all of them, right? All of them. <laughs> no, somebody needs to come get my retick. I need that cage. I do like, uh, Robert has some nice retics. If he breeds in one yeah. day, he's got those, the, the, the small back ones. off, Robert. I need him to take my retick. No, 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 no. Oh, hell no. I don't want that thing. It's a, yes, pride, you do. right? Yeah. She's a dwarf. <laughs> yeah, she's, okay. she's a dwarf. Okay. Not a super dwarf. So she's yeah, it's like, an you evil know, dwarf. <laughs> she's not an Eve. She's not evil. You know, yeah, but pies are feisty, man. She's not a right? no, I got rid of the pies. No. I ditched the pies. She's a oh, what do you have? Oh, you have that uh, one a, from uh, uh Matt. tiger, something, 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 yeah. something, something. Yeah, Matt punches the wall every time. Everything like, you don't know what they are. Why man? won't you fucking learn it? <laughs> I've only told you so. Many I tell times. you this all the time. I think you felt that way back in the day when we would be like, um, I don't want a Borneo, red buds, Borneo. Listen. <laughs> You learned the difference. I still don't, and probably still piss him off. But you yeah, know, I do know the difference. Uh, we were having we were having way too much fun in Keith's car because um, <laughs> Keith's getting ready to like Keith's daughter's getting married and yes. stuff like that. So we were talking all about that stuff, and Teresa's like, "Well, she got her dress, and I got my dress." And then Keith is like, "Well." You know, oh, and if you come to the wedding, you know, you guys are gonna see a different side of Keith. And I'm like, did 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 your dress come to Keith? Like I said, <laughs> <laughs> okay. And he starts cracking up, and he's like, God, I hate you. <laughs> and it's like he's like, God, I, he's like, I. And then he kept telling me, he's like, Yeah, how much we missed the wombat on the on the trip when we were in Australia. Oh, like it was man. so horrible. I'm like, Yeah, well, and you know, I'm just trying to. I was enjoying my. I was I was having the best damn time curping. I, I didn't care we found shit. Yeah, I was, that's that's I was yucking it, it up. We were laughing, yeah. all this stuff. We found a ton of stuff that we got an uh an eastern milk snake, we got a black that. rat snake, 
we chased a black racer, but it got away. We chased another black racer, but it got away. We got spotted turtles. Um, we found uh, a worm snake. We got a red salamander. And these are all places that, like, I was with you in these places. You, me, Rob, right. and stuff like that. Uh, it, the Pine Barrens and stuff? Yes. Yeah, it was yeah. great. It was great time. Great stuff. I, I wish – I went down there Friday night and just hung out with Mike Curtin, Jason Balin, uh dan stacy and caroline just hanging out talking the whole time nice. crashed the at mike's uh, i crashed at mike's woke up the next day matt showed up keith showed up Teresa showed up uh zach baez showed up and we were just yucking it up and then we went down to and we just went herping and we met up with a bunch nice. more people that mike had invited I, there were so many people i feel like i didn't get to talk to anybody because right. we're herping and we're out we're finding stuff we're taking pictures and, and like People were coming in, coming out, all over the place. We went back to Mike's uh, for lunch, and then I we left shortly. We went and did some more herping, didn't find anything, and went home. So, yeah, I I'm dude. I, Sunday I leave for Utah. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. My my retic is a female. There you go. And I will not breed her because there are enough goddamn retics in this world. But so, yeah, you're right. You're right, man. The sucky part. The sucky part about um, about that is like it's usually very. It seems very rare that me and you are on the same trip. Yeah, <laughs> it's like this. You know, it's like we can't. Like again, like I make the joke is that you and I can never be on the same you know, the trip same thing. because because if something if the plane goes down, then you know, yeah, NPR dies. Um, white lips. The albino white lips are the Tpaz albino white lips. They're in gold phase. Uh, there is one breeder of them. Uh, I forget which country he's in. I want to say the Netherlands, but I okay. could be wrong. But he's definitely I remember, a Yeah, I think you're right. And he started with Did one animal. Did have them or no? We'll get to that. So okay. he uh, he started with one I animal. the gun, sorry. Yep, he had success, got a bunch of hats, uh, where he had one weird animal, bred it, got the hats, and now he is Germany. Okay, there you go. And now he is crossed. He should have known. Exactly. <laughs> he started to cross the heads back to the original male as well as breed heads together. So he's starting to produce more and more of these T-positive albino white lips. They are really cool. Austria. God damn it. Never mind. Um, so. Uh, I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> so he's starting to get more and more of these uh, uh, T-pos. And I know there was one visual male as well as several hats that were brought over from uh, to nerd. So I know nerd had a visual male and some hat females and then maybe some non-hat females. Whether or not they've had success with them, I don't know. So there are very few T-Paws albinos in the U.S. Um, I maybe only know of the ones at nerd. I, I don't know of anybody else who's taken the leap into getting them. Hmm. I always thought about it, but I wasn't paying that price tag. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it is I don't a recessive know. thing. So, it is recessive. Yeah, it's been proven that way. Yeah, yeah, okay, yep. yeah. But, yep. uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I liked West Texas. Uh, I'm, I loved I, West Texas. I, I really did. I, I, I'm curious to see how Utah is. So, I've been to Arizona, I've been to Southern California, I've been to, to West Texas. Um, we, kind of went through new mexico kind of <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> so yeah we, we went to roswell <laughs> oh, i'm in yeah. a different state check yeah, yeah. so it's uh, i would love didn't to we find that 
wait, wasn't the coach whip? Wasn't one of the coach whips? Yeah, coach whip on the was way the, to no, New Mexico. No, not with me. We didn't see a coach whip. The one yeah, coach you whip were we, there. No, we were on the way home. Oh, okay. No, the only coach whips we found was we found the one coach whip that Justin tried to die for, but it got away from him. Right. And then the other coach whip we had was so easily to, easy to handle because it was on death's door. So it was not in good shape. So yeah. The coach whip, the one we saw was um on the uh um the uh palm of what is it? Uh, I want to say it's a Joshua tree, but it's the mm. uh island of palms or something like that, hiking trail. That's yeah. the one that's the one trail where at the end of it I was coming out and that was all like I couldn't tell which car was ours. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So we're going to wrap up here. Uh, I got some packing to do and snakes cleaning. It's always fun going on vacation before uh, or going herping before, um, you know, getting everything together before you go. Uh, And uh, so we won't be here next week. Um, but we'll return uh, the following week. And uh, did, did you lick the toes wearing Joshua Tree? No. <laughs> you, you, I mean, first off, yeah. that's how we start every NPR herping trip is we yes, find a toad we lick to the lick. Toad. <laughs> and <laughs> then we... Uh, we're not even 100% sure we found any of the animals we found. Like, whoever you know, survives. <laughs> whoever survives gets to become the host of NPR. Like, yeah, yes. come on. Oh, man. But um, yeah, we're going out to Utah. Um, should be should be a good time. I always uh, I'm, hopefully I'm, you guys have a good time. But if you guys find a Gila monster, it, I may never forgive you. Oh, Gila monster! That's on your yeah. I think we're yeah. going to a place where they're pretty. You are. Pretty, uh, <laughs> and I'm not there, which means you're going to be tripping over rattlesnakes, and you're going to find a Gila monster. Why? Because I'm not that's there. That's what I care about. I care about the you're rattlesnakes. Gonna, yeah, all of them. Every that's, time I'm not there, the one. The time I went with us, that you went to with the Texas, we found one Atrox. One you guys, Atrox. You guys go and you're like, they're black tails falling from the sky. And I'm like, yeah, great. Cool. Yeah, dude, I, I think I found. I've never seen a black tail and I really want to. Stop it. Oh, dude, they're gorgeous. I That's oh, why. Gorgeous. Them and Sidewinders and the rock rattlesnakes, those white ones. And you're like, seen it, seen it, seen it. Sidewinders. Yeah. Sidewinders were like the, they were like the carpets of the desert. I know. You man. were like, that's enough. We that's enough Sidewinders. Like, I know. I know. Another Sidewinder. I know. <laughs> Kill it. Uh, yeah, but uh, Nipper's coming out, which I'm, I'm always, I'm always, that always makes me happy. Is so Nipper, so be... Nipper's, Nipper's coming out for Carpet Fest, right? No, no, no. Okay. He's but going he's to, he's going to herp with us in Florida. Okay. Um, which I totally understand why you would prefer to, to, to herp in Florida. So yeah, yeah you should probably. come down to Florida with us. You know, when is that? October. You mean when I'm in like Scotland? Oh, you're in Scotland. Yeah. Uh, honeymoon. Listen, I'll tell my wife that we're not going to go on our honeymoon because I should go no, herping with Nipper. Hold on. That, hold on. Hold on. It's, no, 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 no. Hold, hold, hold. As a married man <laughs> to a newly do married man. To to, can we, do we have to go to the honeymoon or can I go herping with the guys? <laughs> no, that did not go well. Yeah. <laughs> that did not go well. No. <laughs> I'm Big gonna have mistake. a hard, I'm gonna have a very bad conversation later. Yeah. Now you now you don't want to end the show, right? <laughs> I love I'm safe Arizona up here. Yeah. I'm safe up here. There are witnesses. Yeah, yeah just, no. Just keep talking. 
just cue up the podcast feed of NPR. She'll think you're talking. <laughs> now we're in hour 12 of Will Owen die. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Well, good luck to you, sir. Thank you. Um, <laughs> as far as us. Um, so in the next, I, I'm, I'm probably in between her and I'm probably going to try to line up some guests that I, I have a couple people that I'd like to chat with, uh, but make that, uh, make yeah. that doctor come back on, tell him you'll buy him like, Buy him te- several bottles of uh, DP. Uh, Justin, uh, tell Justin to come on and talk us post herping this trip, and you know we'll we'll buy him some Diet Dr Pepper on the trail. Speaking of the Reptile Fight Club guys, mm-hmm. tomorrow they're doing a um, um, a live show. It's their second year anniversary. I really oh. want to. Oh. Two, two years. <laughs> what should we get the lovely <laughs> couple after two years? No, uh, <laughs> no, nah, nah, all good. They, <laughs> I'm like, um, I really want to participate, but I don't think I listen to enough of their shows to get anything right, so I'm not going to come. So they're so. going to, yeah, they're going to be live here tomorrow on the show, and they're giving away. I think Justin's giving away a T-shirt, and I offered to give away Hunters in the Trees, so they're going to, they're going to give that away. Cool, as well. Um, right. I think you can only have ten people in the group that they have yeah on the little, um, the little that can you can anybody thingy. can listen but i think only 10 people can log in so there's a link that's in the show notes that uh just click on that and um yeah go to that and you should be able to join up but um always a good time with those guys so uh congrats to uh justin and chuck on their two-year uh, anniversary of reptile fight club uh, they had a they had a good one last week it was scott and phil um they got pretty feisty but uh, they're good friends. You know how Scott is. He's he. Listen, be- listen, you know you gotta. Sometimes you gotta. Sometimes you have to beat your friends in a ring of some kind. But yeah, yeah. Cotton. There we go. Cotton. Cotton. We'll okay. give them a. We should get them a lovely shirt of some kind. Or I will get them like a that. sweet lady DTP in a in a uh, cotton a, holder. Yeah. Cotton holder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Um, So, yeah, be sure to check that out. That'll be right here on this. If you're well, obviously, if you guys are all watching it, it'll be tomorrow night. Uh, 9 p.m. I think Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Cotton Um, mouth. Does that count? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, uh, Cold butter caffeine. Uh, If you uh, you can uh, click on our affiliate link and uh, go over there. Guys are doing uh, really good stuff. I, I. I love their coffee. Make great, great coffee. Um, mm-hmm. Oh man, that was very Trumpish shouting. Great, that great was, coffee. That was that was greatest bad. coffee. Yeah, stop that. <laughs> stop it. Yeah. No. Um, never again. Yes. <laughs> I apologize. Um, <clears throat> yeah, man. Thank you, Josh. Uh, so, uh, cold blood caffeine. If you want some coffee, we have the Carpenters and Coffee, but there's plenty of other affiliates, and then they have their own stuff that they make. Really, really good stuff. You should check out their YouTube channel too. They just started putting things up, like how to make better coffee at home, those kind of things. Um, so, uh, it's all good stuff for us. Follow us on the NPR Network. Everything you uh, need to know, supporting the show. You can check out our website. Uh, follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. All that stuff. We also have a Patreon. Um, and if you want to get in touch with us, email info at Morelli Python Radio or just hit us up on the chat. Um, it's so hard to juggle all these different things, man. It's like some people message me on Instagram. Some people mm-hmm. message me on Facebook. Some people email me. So, yeah, oh, dear, oh dear. Some people yeah. even text me. But um, 
I keep sending you pigeons with notes attached. I know. To are they, are I, they being received? Yeah, okay, they yeah. are. They yeah, are. Okay, yeah. The uh, the dachshunds uh, quite uh, <laughs> love the pigeons that come. <laughs> Listen, we're not. Well, let's let. Yeah. I did find my first garter snake of the year. I told you Good. That earlier. Yeah. Under my shed, came running out. I was so excited, and then the dog started chasing it, so I had to grab the dog, grab the snake, and separate. I, I'm being chased around my house. Like I'll, I'll be walking, and I'll hear dum 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 behind me, because they they move in herds. The the little tiger sharks I have disguised as puppies. So, yep. It's never harass Pod Podrick. Never, 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 never. Mm-hmm. So, that's all I got. Anything else you got? Nope. If you want some uh, white lip pythons, go to your website. If you want some white lip pythons, they are up on the website. I guarantee you're not going to like the price, but it was, um, they are up there. Um, also, there's some other stuff. I do have a bunch of pictures. I took up pictures of every single baby that was up for sale, and then the camera did not get the, like the last 12 of them. Like they, Those photos never appeared in the computer, so I've been... I, I haven't got the motivation to take the pictures of the babies again, and I haven't uploaded the pictures that I already took yet. So at possibly this weekend, I'll have updated shots of all the animals um, up for sale as well as some new stuff. Um, but yes, white lips are on the website as well as olive pythons and a couple other things, carpets, rhinos, mad hogs, um, all that stuff's up there. Uh I will be at the Oaks show this weekend. I won't be vending, but I will be there. So if you are in the area and you want to uh, get um, uh, some animals and have them delivered, I can meet you at the Oaks show. But, yep, that's it, man. That's all I got for us tonight. And we'll say thanks all for listening. And we'll catch everybody back here next week for some more Morelia Python radio. Good night. Good night.